and I don't post shit. But yeah, <laughs> I, it's all about business, baby. It is all, all about, about business. business. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, I've been waiting for this one for a while. Uh, Seth, thanks for coming on. Um, of course, from time to time, uh, I guess you guys might hear our resident incel Brady Robinson kind of peeking from now. You know, from time and time and again, but um, you know, he won't. He, he yeah, won't be the main yeah, focus. This. He won't be the main focus of this episode <laughs> uh, today, guys. We're talking to an old friend of mine, Seth Singer. Um, Seth, I mean, we've known each other since back in Howard County in Columbia. So, um, I did want to kind of start with where you are now. I think that's more interesting and then we'll work our way backwards. How do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, we can, we can play that, uh, the rewind button. That's fine. All right, let's rewind. Let's rewind. So right now we're, so yeah, you want to know where I'm at? Yeah, we're both on the West Coast, but you're in Oregon, right? And uh, you're on a farm over there. Dude, I feel like I've been breathing in a campfire for like four days now. How are the fires, man? (laughs) Yeah, dude, they're fun, man. I love (laughs) a good campfire. Is Tiesto playing at the fires? Is is Smash Mouth opening at the fires? No, I listened to Smash Mouth the other day, All-Star. Randomly. Dude, I'm waiting on. for the like the 2 a.m. Ramstein set. <laughs> you know? Yo, I actually heard Ramstein on the. They be playing that on that rock station I be listening to. No, they went top 40. Is that the is that the Duhas people? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, Duhas. Yeah, is is Ram is Ramstein. I actually heard. Yeah, no, they just played a song by them. Like I literally listened to an entire German song like yeah. a day ago. By them. Uh huh. And yeah, no English. That's cool. So Seth, uh, <laughs> they probably wouldn't be allowed to play right now because don't don't they do all the crazy pyro shit if they're uh, at their public? Oh gathering? yeah, you're right. They do do that. They do have like a bunch of pyrotechnics. I mean, it wouldn't stop them. Like honestly, at this point, things are so crazy that there could be a fire going on behind them, and they would like still have a show and have pyrotechnics, and then like wonder why a fire broke out like ten minutes later. <sighs> Yeah, well, a bunch of people were starting to spread rumors that it was, uh, like, it was it was all an Antifa thing, man. They're trying to, uh, spread the chaos, you know? Right, right. Burn, yeah. All PSYOP, right? Adam says all PSYOP. Yeah, I mean, we all have to, we, PSYOPs are, like, landmines, um, and we live in post-war Vietnam, so just expect them to be everywhere, expect them to be all over the ground. Um, and that's just what it is. I mean, that's just, you know, people got along and lived, lived their lives in, in Vietnam when there were landmines around them. And we can do so too in this, in this country. It's just, they're called psyops, it's a different kind of landmine. You know? Dude, I'm excited to be like, like, uh, what's his name? Robert Doofus face, who was, uh, an old Tropic Thunder just <laughs> running around. <laughs> that's what West Coast right? Right. Yeah, uh, what was his name? The, you mean the guy who who did blackface, right? Um, uh, I'm so bad with actors. Yeah, dude, dude I'm no, mad, because I'm mad. I, I gotta forget, figure this out too. I like I literally would have remembered his name if you had not forgotten it. If you had not forgotten <laughs> it, it would have not also fucking just ran Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Robert Jr. Downey Jr. There we great go. guy, great actor, awesome dude. Um, so Seth, yeah, you're on a farm. You're choking on that. Um. 
on that on fire, Antifa, on that smoke, yeah. Yeah, on that on the on those Antifa uh, war games. Um, <laughs> how, how does it feel? How does it feel being in Oregon? This is sort of the end of 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 a lot of work for you. This was a a long time coming. I mean, how does it feel right now? Well, you know, it's like I did what I thought I was going to do when I thought it five years ago, but now it's like I'm in some other, you know, Vietnam jungle where everyone's trying to get me. And yeah, that's Oregon kind of. It's definitely a, it's a gold rush kind of place. So it's still. Oh, you're around all that. I mean, Sorry. yeah. I didn't mean, I I mean, mean, interject. Go, I just forgot. No, go ahead. No, go in, Brady. I forgot. You're around. Yeah, you're literally, it's in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah, no, this town, you can go take over, young. You trying to go be mayor of old Goldsville? To live by Goldsville. yourself? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of old, you know, all the old mining towns and stuff. But it's cool out here, man. Living in the, the Willamette Valley. I got, I'm like an hour to the coast. Uh, are you actually near any of the madness? Or are you on the? You just are you completely separated off in like the rural part? Dude, I don't think I have one piece of clothes that isn't made of patchwork. And... Jesus okay. Christ! I'm just a raggedy and doll. Just... But this isn't where you came from, and and this is what always intrigues me the most about you, Seth, is that you chose this life. You chose the <laughs> life of living on a farm and wearing yeah. raggedy and all clothes, but. You know, you came from quite a refined place. I, I would say, even a affluent place. Dare to dare I say? Dare I say such a thing? But, oh. um, but I, my my point in doing this episode, and really why I've been doing this podcast, is really to talk to people about you know transitions, times where they realize one way of life wasn't working, and that another way of life was what they wanted, and that was kind of. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just the perfect example for that. But, I, I mean, I, take me back, man. Take me back to when it kind of dawned on you that, you know, the Range Rover, the $800,000 a year job um, in, uh, in <laughs> D.C., uh, you know, the Jewish wife, the seven kids, you know, the house in Bethesda, that that wasn't enough for you. When, when, did, when did you realize it was not going to work for you? You know, I think I was uh, probably about 18 Still, uh, like captain of the baseball team, you know, short hair, yeah. uh, you know, and I think I did acid for the first time and then it just, something hit me about being outside and somehow I connected that to wanting to grow weed and, uh, you know, ever since then I've been <laughs> on some, uh, <laughs> some biblical mission as my hair grows and I find out this uh, coming of age story. Well, Not sure who it's directed by yet, but you know. <laughs> it's, gone, it's gone from Noah Baumbach and it's slowly sliding into a, a Harmony Korine movie. But I think um I think Seth, what's always astounded me about you was the amount of sacrifices you were able to make. I mean, you lived in a yurt for how long? And and tell tell me what a yurt is, because I'm I'm not gonna describe it. Uh, like, mine is such a rinky dink. I mean, it was like a piece of... It was all made of wood. It's like a wood frame, like a big baby gate with a door in it. And then you got some, like, rafters held up by ropes that go to a circle at the top. And usually it's all covered in canvas and all pretty and, you know, idealistic looking that you're going to be living in 
Colorado for the winner with your wood stove and your yurt when really it's just like slums in Mongolia at this point. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's a good idealistic dream for us. And uh, I did that for a year and a half or so. You were living, wait a second. So, so, so you were living in a no electricity, no running water, nothing, a hut basically for a year and a half. Well, I had a creek 10 feet in front of my place, so I had running water, and I was filtering it out, and I was using my little little camp stove and making my freaking boiling bag rice and beans, and, you know, then I'd, like, casually wash it out and then just make tea, and kind of, like... Seth, why, why, why did you do this, man? Why did you do this? What brought you there? What was the thing that you're sitting in the yurt, you're boiling your rice and beans, and you're like, this is where I need to be right now? What, what made you that confident? It's a good quote. Well, not being afraid to fail. I mean, that's all I got. Because, I mean, I didn't really know too much about building and crafts and shit before I made my first yurt. And so it's like, at that point, there was some head banging against the wall for five or six months while I lived in my, the last ever place I rented with a bunch of college buddies. We were like all like transitioning from being like smoking weed potheads to like, you know, bipolar, super anxious intellectuals. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. it, was just, yeah. it was just time, man. It was, it was the right time to, uh, just figure it out. I had a buddy who's already a really good woodworker who had been living in a yurt for about six months in the same town we were all living in, in old Boone, North Carolina. And, you know, I was like, that's badass, man. I don't want to pay rent. I don't need to live with other people anymore. I'm down to not shower. So, <laughs> and, uh, so what were the first couple of days when you really disconnected and you, and you tried living off the land? What was that like? Well, I mean, how do you define it? Because I wasn't, you know, Christopher McCandless in Alaska or, uh, you know, I wasn't eating rabbit and squirrel that I was snaring, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> you weren't trapping. You weren't you were trapping it. stoned at midnight and, for, you know, <laughs> out what flavor kombucha was, like, really hitting my fancy. Um, so, so did you ever like when during that time where you, you, I'm sure there were plenty of times where you were out amongst like normies, like for lack of a better term, people that lived in homes, like or maybe it was that quirky of a world in Salem. I don't know where it did it ever come up where people were like, "Hey, so where are you staying at? Like downtown?" Or, <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, I'm in a hut." Like, what, when did when did that happen? Did, did it? a good period of time where yeah i really didn't talk about it it was uh yeah it was a it was kind of a crux socially because it, it was like yeah weird like you know grimace and the uh you know living in the trash can and whatnot so it's kind of like <laughs> at some point man who was gonna be able to connect with the fact that i was just camping every night and i was just so thrilled that the place didn't collapse on me and i could sit there and my place would warm up after about 30 or 40 minutes of fiddle fucking with the wood stove. Right. So right. it wasn't something I felt that a lot of people could connect with. And it was just then, 
really ideal. I, I don't know. I would just become some anomaly or some, you know, point of, you know, subject that was being subjected, and I was just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I'd rather live in the shadows. Right. Um, yeah. You you do you do have a penchant for not calling attention to yourself. That's something I've noticed uh, about you, Seth. There's a lot of people, you know, especially in this day and age, right? What, what, what would most people have done if they were living in a yurt? Day one of my vlog, living in the yurt. Yeah. Everybody, check it out. Instagram, I mean, my I, journey. I mean, dude, when AP goes in and freaking, you know, searches through all my stuff now after this interview, <laughs> I mean, they're going to see there is an album. You know, there's still a Facebook album there. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. 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 I mean, so, so you're not you're not totally um you're not totally absolvent of of that sin. You you were doing a little bit of vlogging. I mean, and, I, think, <laughs> I think everyone's vain to a certain extent. You know. Of course. Of course. I, we don't all know how long we've all stared in the mirror before we went. You know. So <laughs> went out. You know, went on with our day. So right. Yeah. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, Seth, there's also been, like, an ongoing theme for you for at least since, I would say, around 10th or, or, sorry, 11th or 12th grade. You've always had this sort of motif of, like, I, like I'm not going to play this game. Like, I don't want to do whatever this is. You know, by this, I mean society and life. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I didn't take you seriously for a long time. I was like, yeah, everybody says that, but he's going to go to UMD or... At where'd you go? App State. He's gonna come back. Yeah. He's gonna get that, you know, a DHS job. You know, I, I really didn't believe you until one day I realized, like, yo, I'm back in Maryland. Seth has not been back in a while. Like, you took it seriously. What? What? <laughs> what, what? I mean, because what made you really just never look back from Howard County, which is so rare from where we're from? Well, and I was lucky because I went to. App State at a time when it was still a really cool place to be. And there was a bunch of hippies there. It was still a little more free form of a culture and social movement and scene. And it really hadn't been brought up by the sports and athletic programs too bad yet. You know, um, and I think that's really, you know, just that environment really set it apart. And I had a place to be. I had a social group of real close friends who I still talk to all the time. Within, I mean, two weeks of being there, I had all of my smoke behind the dorm and the graveyard buddies, you know. Um, right, right, just, right, right. Just being stupid kids, getting stoned all the time. And, yeah, no, it was a real good place for me, man. Good influences. It was really, I was, you know, real lucky I was, in a position to be able to get out of Maryland, you know, because to get out of where you're from, it just totally is going to change, humble, you know, completely reinvent who you are, whether you like it or not. So, it's, uh, you know. Do you ever miss it? Do you ever miss Howard County and the rolling hills of of uh, uh, Reservoir area of Maple Lawn? Dude, I think they sold the farm. Because Reservoir was always right next to Maple Lawn Turkey Farm, which had been there for, I mean, probably before I was a twinkle in my mom's eye. And Yeah, know, at, so, least, at least 40 years, yeah. 
easy. So, and yeah, I think eventually, in the last couple of years, I believe, it's been sold out, and it's all turned into subdivisions, and, you know, it's cool, because, like, you go to school in, like, like, October, and they smell, like, just straight turkey dung, and you just be able to bitch and moan about it. It's, you know, quarter to seven in the morning. It smells like shit. Yeah. And like, come, like, mid-November, and then the whole place is empty. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, like, no, there there was that thing about uh, about a uh, uh, reservoir um, in Howard County, Reservoir High School area, where you'd drive by and it would just reek of fucking cow shit. That's how you knew you were in that area, because there was that cow ta- that little cow, <laughs> that cow farm. Yeah, it was, was really a great, you know, cultural blend of so many things come together. Because, yeah, it was almost had a slightly rural feel to it. But at the same time, had it had everyone. I mean, I guess Howard County was good for that. But, you know, every different socioeconomic class, every different story and background of person you were going to find in central Maryland, you know, in 2010. Or 2015. <laughs> it does like, you know. <laughs> doesn't that when you say 2010, like it's crazy. It's just dawned on me that that's, that that was a decade ago. Like the influences, the things that we thought were so important and so universal, and and it's set in stone. They're gone. They're fucking memories. Warp Tour doesn't even fucking exist anymore. I mean, can you imagine that? Warp Tour is gone. Yeah. See, and I never actually stepped foot at a warp tour, and I regret it to this day. I thought you went with us. You've been to uh, with us to something. I went with you guys. Well, I was always at the stupid EDM do Molly festival <laughs> that Mary Heather had, where Man. Like, the little girls would just get carted out. You know, just <laughs> Man. bodies just flying. <laughs> Dude, Seth, we had so many good times because me and you. I mean, really, like. I didn't really even get into like me and Lance had done like brownies once in a while, like you know, smoke smoked weed maybe once, but like mm-hmm. with you was really when I got high. Like, and we have that one <laughs> you know mythical night where we had those um, brownies that Lance had actually made for us at your house. But there were also a lot of other times, man, where we were just getting absolutely smacked. And like, yeah. I just wonder, like, you know, I, I, I want to share some of those stories, but I want to, I want to hear them from your perspective. You know, like, I don't really, do you remember like a time when we snuck out of your, there were so many times we were sneaking out of your crib and just, just oh, t- anything, that, anything that rings your memory right now. Uh, you really got me thinking about when I threw the, what, was that a birthday party I threw in my parents' basement? And we had everyone over, and they were home. And I like snuck a couple of bottles of vodka down there, and somehow <laughs> yeah. we like lit a bowl and thought we were gonna get away with it. <laughs> and we just like smoked. Yeah, it, <laughs> and they, it got uh, yeah, it got kind of <laughs> nuts there for a few minutes. It was like kind of wild. And... You know, all you, all you could ask for as a fifteen year old was thirty minutes. So many of those parties, so many of those house parties, so many of those like sneak outs, drinking, when you think about how much time we were actually having fun, it was 45 minutes. Like yeah. people, 45 minutes, people getting, but this is, you know, before throwing people would throw up before someone would get caught before the police, before running, you would have about 45 minutes to <laughs> really live in this moment where you're really free, like truly free. Like you're drunk, you're 15, you're with your friends. 
I remember back in flip phone times, we'd take little video. I mean, the videos that were on like people like Casey Wallop's flip phone would put cool. us all in prison. We'd all be in shackles right now. I mean, the kinds of things that we had on those flip phones from those early, like I would call them like testing day, like, t- like test days. Like they weren't even, we weren't partying. We were like testing partying, you know? And, and, and like, in your house, I think, was probably the first one of the first times I ever got drunk for sure. Was your house definitely? Okay, yeah. Isn't yeah, that crazy? I, I was. I wasn't the, the best influence at such <laughs> an influential time, <laughs> dude. We were. I was completely complicit in everything that was. I mean, there's no. We weren't influencing <laughs> each other. We were on the same ride. That's like saying, like, dude, dude. The reason why, like, we all screamed because of that fucking. Uh, you know, roller coaster going down is because of me. It's like no, we were all on the roller coaster. <laughs> we all got the, we all bought the ticket. Um, but dude, I mean, tell me, I mean, so, so, do you want to talk about Sandy Springs? Do you want to talk about Hammond Hills, or, or no? Is that not? That's not your. I mean, the story you want to tell. <laughs> we had some, dude. We had some great. Uh, time, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a lively neighborhood too. It was like describe a, a good gaggle of them. Yeah, just, you know. And at the same time, it was just suburban enough and kind of spread out enough, and everyone had sort of a little bit of distance, just enough where you could like walk around at night and you wouldn't immediately get the cops called on you. Dude, do you remember those? dark late nights where we'd be walking on the street after smoking a bowl like trying to get back to your house or do you remember there was that one path that we would there was like a cul-de-sac we'd park or we'd walk to it like it was on that road that would lead towards lance's house you'd walk back up that road you'd go up at kind of a hill cul-de-sac and then we'd walk mm-hmm. into these like trees do you know what i'm talking about we didn't even have a oh, name oh back there yeah the old yeah. neighborhood man oh, dude do you remember that <laughs> shit do you remember that shit, dude? We'd, yeah, we'd, bring dude. Bong, we'd bring a six-foot bong out there and rip that shit under the fucking light at, like, literally flashlight moon. The moon would be like a flashlight just shining down on us. It was so bright, dude. That's all I remember. Um, and we were, dude, I, I mean, just think about it. Even going across 216 into Cherry Tree, the, the, the endless nights. Where, I mean, there's parts of our, our souls that are still there running around at night. In, in, in the darkness and the trees, you know? I, I don't think we, we've fully left that world, you know? I get, there's no way. You're right, man. Those, <laughs> those steps have, have been taken and will be, will be there. Oh, um, man. Those home, like, just even those houses, like, the, the, the fucking, what were those things called? The, uh, the motion sensor lights that would go off. We'd be running through, like, you know, a little alleyway between two houses and motion sensor lights would go off, and we were sure we were going to get fucking caught. And then sometimes the scariest thing was, right, like, for all of our paranoia, all of our high 16-year-old paranoia, sometimes we were right. Sometimes the cops would get called. Sometimes they would just show up when you're walking out of a path. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was always that real possibility back in oh, those days. God. Like, being in the pads behind Michael Payne's house. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was a weird little stretch of trails where you're boxed like, in, where you, where, you know, like, all right, I got a time limit here. Like if somebody, cause do you remember like the, the high thoughts you would have 
Like you'd be looking at a house and you'd be like, if somebody in that house can see us right now, it'll probably take them 10 minutes to call the cops, another 10 minutes for the cops to get there. So I got 30 minutes tops to smoke this and get out of here. Like I literally, <laughs> that's what I would be thinking when I, we would just be surrounded by these like, like these dark homes, these, you know, three story, you know, uh, McMansions all over, all over the area. And I was just convinced everyone could see us, you know? It was, yeah. Well, I really started getting more paranoid when we were just driving around, like, bumping, yeah. like, like, man, <laughs> like, what was that, Man on the Moon, Volume 1 or 2, Kid Cudi, Dude, that was a whole nother level, like, right, like, we were smoking weed before anybody even had cars, and then when we yeah. had cars... <laughs> like that's that's how serious weed was was that it informed how we drove like the people I, the th- the people that I knew who were the most the, literally the people that I know who were the most um motivated to get their driver's licenses were drug dealers like Brady Robinson um who who was a drug dealer at the time who was the first person that we knew who had a car and he did it strictly for money for business reasons so he could sell drugs to the community by 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 uh by car um, but he's isn't that insane? He's a pot guy, man. He's not a drug dealer. He's just a pot guy, man. <laughs> Dude. He said that to me once, and I was like, well, go get a job. <laughs> Dude, but do you remember when that was like a real source of income, when people were like trapping at 17, making like $1,000 a month, and like... I was like, dude, that kid's rich, dude. He made like $500. Dude, I remember when Brady was buying Jordans every week, like just different color, different flight club Jordans every week just from his drug money. <laughs> there was I a mean, phase of that for sure. It was a yeah. whole nother level, man. It was a whole nother dude. level. Yeah, and being an Oregon, well, definitely herbs went back up in price even on the West Coast. But yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. How much money we were paying for shitty pot back in the day, dude? I remember it was just a different time. I remember the most coveted moment of my life was like four twenty. I want to say like twenty eleven when I bought my first eighth for sixty five dollars. <laughs> when I bought my first fucking eighth from Sharif for sixty five, he was like, "Yo, this is dank. Like, this is gonna be the dankest shit you've ever smoked." And like, legitimately. It was sixty five dollars for yeah. like a couple nugs, and I and hey man, I'm not gonna lie. Like I remember um, in t- in that same year, 2011. Um, I remember trying to face my first blunt. And I remember being like, "This is impossible." I couldn't even understand how somebody could smoke more than two or three hits off a blunt, you know, without going completely insane. <laughs> so we, we, you know, we were kind of smoking on loud for that time. Not to say it was loud. Yeah, I know. There's people definitely smoking worse. We weren't. I mean, I remember buying some fifteen dollar grams of like brick weed. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. Usually, we actually had a decent supply of something, something. So yeah, you know. But that's uh, I remember buying a couple thirty dollar grams. And uh... <laughs> yeah, thirty dollars. No, I remember. Uh... The best one was like 1.5 for 35, bro. I got you, dog. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me hit that off. And That's like, dude, 
and and dude, like just getting a Rello in Mar- in the state of Maryland, it's like one sixty five for a Rello. And then you got to have an ID to get a fucking Rello. You got to be over 18. Then you get the Rello. Then you fucking roll up. Then you got to figure out where you're going to drive around to smoke. You can't stand in the same fucking place with the blunt. Nope. This, is a, this is uranium four. It's, it's a, it, this is a fucking, uh, this shit has a half-life. It's got to be destroyed quickly. Um, so, you know, you get, you get on the country roads, you're going down, you know, old Columbia road, you know, 10 o'clock at night blasting little ugly mane smoking you know a blunt straight to the head you know like Ooh. it could have been so much chiller and when i talked to like my west coast friends my california friends like yeah we just like go to the beach and like smoke a like a vape pen and i'm like do you have any idea i had to run through the fucking jungle to smoke weed <laughs> i had to run <laughs> the jungle with a torchlight barefoot to some fucking smoke weed you have absolutely no idea um it's insane. It's insane, man. I mean, have you had those moments where you talk to people in, in, in Oregon or about that shit? Oh, God. Yeah, dude. Even people 22, 23 years old right now, yeah. they've never lived in a place where weed wasn't legal. Or, yeah, you know, right, right. To a certain extent that it wasn't always accepted legal in the majority of communities. So, it's kind of nuts. I'm like, y'all are fucking spoiled. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. impressed. So honestly, we somehow got the best of everything, man. From using cassette tapes to smoking, you know, right. computers, like computer paper sliver. rolled up joints. Dude, hell yeah, A2 paper blunts. Me and uh, me and Davin, I remember with this guy named Lauren. Um, we were smoking a A2 paper blunt, like a fat packed A2 paper behind this fucking apartment in Huntington in Columbia, Maryland. It was probably like 2 a.m. And I remember like the bleach like smoke went up into my nose and burned my nose where I couldn't smell like for the rest of the night. And I remember just being like, yo, like I'm, this is going to come back in in 20 or 30 years. This is going to come like whatever I'm doing right now, a doctor is going to be like, did you ever smoke bleach or a2 paper or something like that like i'm I'm wait i'm waiting for that you know for that doctor visit but um your kid your first kid will have like an extra two (laughs) exactly it was just not like it was like when we were so it was like a blue flame it was like you were smoking like fucking like i don't even know bro (laughs) the the level of chemicals i remember smoke do you remember smoking um uh i remember there the first 420 when we like when we came online as like teenagers and figured out what 420 was the first 420 i had with casey and cj and we got uh these cans of dr pepper tried to make uh bowls out of them and i remember like mm-hmm. we had so little weed we because we could barely scrap together ten dollars so we had like a 10 bag and like wasted it like crushing it up like just like you know all over our fingers so we have like two little nugs and we like put them in the fucking can and we just literally smoke metal like straight up just <laughs> smoke aluminum and casey literally says like dude we just smoked like 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 the the weed wasn't even burnt like we were just going the flame was going straight past it and just smoking the metal (laughs) yeah that would get you high i mean i I still somehow would prefer smoking out of a can compared to doing any more like gravity bongs out of a milk jug (laughs) that that was like 
No, yeah, that's the way to get high, dude. No, it, like, here's the thing about gravity bongs is that they always work. Like, you could have the highest tolerance in the world. If you have three beers and a grab bong in, in a dirty bathroom, you're going to get fucked up. The bathroom has to be <laughs> really dirty, though. That's a big part of smoking them. Like, if you're smoking it in, like, a nice, like, ta- like Italian marble bathroom, it's not going to, you're not going to get high. No. No. Yeah, it's that, yeah, that old hair and soap scum. That's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's against you. That's against you, dude. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, dude, we, we had, we have, we've had so many days and nights and in pl- places and things that we've gone to and seen. I mean. Do you remember the fucking uh, Howard County fa- Fair? Do you remember that shit? Oh, yeah. There were some great nights going to the fair. <laughs> Describe yeah. the fair to the to the people at home. We, we got, by the way, we have international listeners. We got people that don't even know about America. So, so keep uh, that in mind. I mean, it seems like, you know, there's just enough neon and flashing lights to make it seem somewhat cheery. As long as you don't look hard enough through the dim light and you know, who's operating the piece of equipment you're going to go on or what's even holding that piece of equipment together. And then you go on the Tilt-A-Whirl or the... Yeah, they had a Ferris wheel, didn't they? They went the Ferris wheel there. I don't think we went on a Ferris wheel. We went on the... Uh, oh, we did the, the swing. swing. We went on the swing, oh, the swirly swing. Yeah, that was the first oh. thing I ever shot. That was the first thing I ever shot. Dude, we were just some swag boys. Just we are in our backwards, like, ball caps, and I probably had some, like, mid-calf white Nike socks on, some cargo shorts. Hell yeah. Probably that the purple was... and black checkered van. Fuck yeah. Like, Jackie and Chelsea Whirl or some shit hanging out. <laughs> now, just... <laughs> Very slow goon squad, just eating, you know, fun cake. And cake. Trying to get blowjobs in the bathroom. Yeah. wearing Hollister, yeah, wearing Hollister Beach Club T-shirts. That oh, like had this probably stole from the club. Stole, stole from the club. <laughs> they have the holes in them from the security tags that we ripped off <laughs> at the at the fucking Columbia Mall, and we're hanging out with a bunch of other fucking seventeen-year-old criminals, and we're oh, all just fucking. That's a good phase too, dude. Dude, Where the was mall was just lax enough, and there was enough like groups of like teenagers. Middle schoolers and high schoolers just walking around, just swiping things. And dude, like... <laughs> dude, your school in particular, because of some chaos agents that we both know, was a particularly co- bad culture of kids getting into trouble. There was a time, I would say, from fourteen to sixteen, where you you were a little rabble rouser, Seth. You you were a little picket line uh, guy. You you were a you were a union. Uh, a, a union man. You, you were you were out there protesting um, for a little bit, you know. You were, yeah. you were like, going against the police for a second there. What was happening? What was going on during that time? Tell tell the people. Oh, I was definitely listening to some Rage Against the Machine. I was pro. Oh, you know, just I, I was really, I guess, learning what it was like to, uh, you know. Not want to listen to mom and dad. Really, uh, you know, get my hands dirty. Start sneaking out. <laughs> I remember. Oh man, well, I've been. I've been. 
love with Aaron Lee probably since seventh grade at that point. But I mean, I was ready for my face to go into that chest. Uh, who knows how long, man? I was waiting till we got to this part. Let's let, let's <laughs> let, let's stay on this for a second. Let's stay on this for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To what degree do you think wanting wanting to put your face in tits um, informed your <laughs> informed like? four years of your life like do you think that that probably changed the trajectory of your entire life just that need to do that uh yeah i mean it's, it's definitely been a little more of a uh foreshadowing of what my romantic life might have been like at 25 anyways but... <laughs> But, you know, it was a lot more, you know, cute and a heartwarming story at that point. So, so, tell, so, tell, so tell us the quirky, like, Judd Apatow version of, of this story. I, I want to hear this. this uh, uh, somehow we just never could find the spark. And, you know, we'd, like, kiss each other on the cheek. I remember one day we were at the mall. I don't know. And I was saying goodbye. I just could not kiss her on the lips. I don't know what happened. I was just too busy staring at her chest or just, like, being nervous. I don't know. But then later that year, I got, I mean, I got I got my first taste of a blowjob on a coach bus coming back from Hershey Park with the band kids. So, who, who, you know, who sucked you off then? Who was the chick who sucked you off on the back of the... That was, uh, it was, that was Maddie. Oh, that's and, correct. Uh, yeah, yes, I was, was. I ruled the school for. You did. You were. Hours. You were definitely public enemy number one. You were definitely killer instinct. You were definitely. Yeah. 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 Eighth grade was a good year for me, but. Yeah, <laughs> eighth grade was a good year. Eighth grade was a good year for me. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I, honestly, Seth, like, there was a time where you were really um, just taking names and people were just like, who's that <laughs> new guy on the block? They were just like, who's this? Like, they were looking up, you know, they were just like, wait, what's going on? Like, like, you know, typically we'd all be sitting there doing dice games, you know, stabbing people, you know, take, you know, you know, Lance would be extorting, you know, extorting people, you know. And then one day we were just, we're in the back of Lance's Lincoln town car, just, you know, doing our usual, like, you know, just cleaning our guns and counting the money. And he was like, who's this new guy on the block? This, this dude, Seth Singer. And I was like, man, I don't know. You know, he's a new dude. He's just, you know, he's got a new, he's got a new territory. He's got a whole crew with him. You know, this guy, Henry Ledbeater, he's working for him. I heard, you know, we were just kind of, we were just, we didn't know what was happening. You know, you were shaking things up. You're shaking up the the, the ecosystem <laughs> for sure. You know, oh, <laughs> now I'm thinking of, uh, oh man, what's that one Stephen King movie? Which one? Uh, the Shining? Yeah, no. Oh, the uh, one where they're all in prison, and then what's his name has to climb through the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the sewer tunnel to, to Shawshank through. Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank. That's the kind of yeah. guy on the block I want to be like, you know. <laughs> so, um, so you know. That that was a world, and we also, dude, we were in band together as well, wasn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, we were in fucking middle school band together. I played the euphonium. What did you play? 
Well, I was viola in orchestra, but then I but played... But you were in jazz band. You I, were in ja- I played bass in jazz band. That's right. You, you guys were in jazz band, didn't you? Nah, dude. I would just go to all you guys's. you know, when we could watch people's stuff. Um, I would always sit there and watch it because you guys would play jazz. So I, that's why I was always around. But I wasn't in the jazz band. I was in the regular concert band. But I would always go and see you guys' shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember us meeting, uh, I think it was Miss Manasar's class, sixth grade. <laughs> that's when I think I first, me- that's my first memories of hanging out with you. We were, like, okay, Miss Manasar. Together. What we were, was like, your first memory? Fucking- I think you drew, like, fucking Goku or some shit. You drew, like, you must have drawn Goku or Naruto or one of them. Uh One of them wiry-haired fucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I don't know if you gave it to me or I just said it was pretty cool. Yeah. And from from there, man, it was, like, bread and butter for a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, um... Yeah, you and me got along like pretty much instantly, and and also our our lost friend Henry, um, and uh, yeah, and uh, that one day I'll, I'll track Henry down and try to put him on the podcast. That might be interesting. Oh, dude, we I mean, I, yeah, we it's, he's around, man. I'm waiting for the two of us to like meet up in Maryland together, and we just we're like for some reason I imagine us in just men in black outfits. <laughs> just full black suit with the the shades on, just full dark and just you, you know how yeah, what I imagine on the door. I, I imagine you actually you guys meeting up at a brewery in downtown Ellicott City, and you have like a ponytail, and uh, you're already at the bar because you got there early, and then like Henry walks in, he's got like a really big beard, and you guys just like drink like high uh, alcohol IPAs, like nine percent IPAs, and just get wasted. And then just have an uproarious, you know, laugh-filled night walking around uh, downtown Ellicott City. Uh, and is then he like finally... 60 at this point? No, this is, like, imagine me at this, point. this is like next year. I mean, you already have really long <laughs> hair. So you're going to have a ponytail when you go to... When you go to Maryland, I, I guarantee... Dude, I'm not a ponytail hair. guy. I'm you're going to put your hair... You're gonna put your hair in a ponytail real soon. It Like, I've, I've put... I've laid the seed... Just like Inception, I've said it now. So it's gonna, it's been, the, the idea has been laid in, in, in your head. So it's, it's gonna blossom in probably about a year. You're gonna be uh, ponytail. You ain't ever gonna win a Grammy for this one, Leo. But we'll see. <laughs> so, um. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I really, uh, I really think like there's so many times and places we could talk about. I do wanna get, like, I do wanna zero in on, like, one more story. Do we have one thing? Yeah that we could do what what's you got any ideas because i i feel like i've been just like kind of dictating what we talk about in regards to your life you know no i mean um uh, i still sometimes tell people about uh our time in new orleans oh, man. <laughs> i remember we watched uh oh well, we watched risky business probably at least 10 or 15 times that day we we're doing a lot of acid i shaved my head remember i shaved my head <laughs> And we were outside. I remember we were in on my front porch. Do you remember this? And we were just the acid was hit, hitting us. I was probably in, like into my second forty ounce. Like I was probably like halfway <laughs> through my second forty ounce, and we were just laughing our fucking asses. I don't know what it was about, 
but all I remember is we could not stop laughing. Then we go inside, and it's still, like, the whole thing was a laugh riot, dude. Like, I haven't had that much fun on acid since, frankly. Like, that's why I don't want to do it again, because it's like, that, those, how could you top those times? Like, those, like, th- that time with you, and then there were a couple of other times with Mark in that house, where I was like, this is as good as it's going to get, man. Yeah. You know? I'll have to break a rib. <laughs> so what was your what was your time tell me because I, I i you know i was doing a lot of drugs back then i barely remember it tell me tell me what you saw when you came to new orleans how did how did i seem to you when you got there uh hey you were a wheeling dealer you you knew all the folks in the neighborhood and i remember us just walking around smoking weed <laughs> and we were always dapping people up going into their shotgun houses and they had fucking bottles on deck and then usually before you hit the next spot, someone always pulled out, you know, a couple lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell, tell, tell them, I mean, to be honest about what was going on, what was happening in 20, what was that, 2016, Uptown New Orleans? Like, what you, you <laughs> I mean, landed that, there? Yeah. What, that was what the most it? cocaine I'd done in a four-day period, <laughs> probably in my life. Um, Still to that, to this day, this is what <laughs> We um, were just pouring it out. We remember we were just pouring it out. I, all I remember is this like consistent flow of just cocaine coming out of a small bag, like just pouring <laughs> out onto just trays. And uh, what, like, give me some specific moments of that that time for you. That was just like, what, what's good? Uh, I remember us hanging out high ho. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you took me to the spots, man. I was pretty impressed. We even got to the French Quarter, and we were just drinking, like, 64-ounce slushies that were just halfway full of Everclear. Um, I think from the moment, I, I remember showing up at your, at your house at, like, 10 o'clock at night. We yeah. immediately started smoking weed. Within 45 minutes, we were out walking to some bar. And I don't think since then I really had much of a sober moment until I yeah. got my ass. And I, was, I feel like I was at least pretty stoned even heading to the airport at that point. Like you... By the time I landed, I was fucking at least... My body so... was trying to find some safety. So, like, you were there for, I think, like, four, three, four days, and, like, you met a lot of characters during that time. Did anybody, like, stick out to you that was just, like, who is this? Like, like we're, like, in that world, was it, what did it, you know, the, the people, what did the people seem like is my question. Um, you know, it was a, well, I mean, we were with a lot of college kids. We were definitely in kid world, but, you know, we were uptown. <laughs> we really didn't go too deep. I remember hanging out at Snake and Jake's for a night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually did make the whatever 3, 4 a.m. Snake and Jake's uh, pit stop. Right, and, yeah. Uh, oh, God. What were those 99 cent beers? Or 50? Schlitz. Schlitz. Schlitz, yeah, the Schlitz. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you you just drink that schlitz and you just pray that something yeah. comes your way, you know. You just, something slithers this way, right? Yeah, you just story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something wicked comes this way. That's that's all you hope at that point <laughs> of the night, you know. Just I hope it's something wicked, you know. But um, 
but oh, yeah, man. Cool magic. So. <laughs> oh man, I just uh, you know I I really we got to make the 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 effort to see each other, man. I I think I know it's hard for you. I might make the trip. It's just right now my car is kind of fucked. When I I don't yeah. know. I'll probably have to. I'll probably have to like replace a tire and get like my like shit like actually. You know, because it's probably, what, like a 10-hour drive to Salem from L.A.? Oh, yeah, 10 to 15. It's surprising how far down in California Ooh. you are, though. Yeah, You're plus all the north. fires right now. I don't even know if I could get oh, down yeah, there. Oh, yeah, dude, this is like, yeah, you ain't Tom Cruise. Yeah, nah. Fuck, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping, well, I don't know if I'll have much of a farmer's winter break this year, because now, I mean... We'll have so many hemp plants growing everywhere that I don't even know what I'm going to do. But, um, yeah, hopefully December, January kind of time when it's just constantly raining here and everyone's just ready to slit their wrists. <laughs> get out for like a week or two. It's yeah, nice come down here. Trip. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Come down to L.A., hang out for like just a couple days, you know. Uh, go to the beach, you know, I could introduce you to some Hollywood people, you know. We could take some uh, some adrenochrome, you know, do the fun I stuff. I, I really want to go to one of those, like, all-white parties where everyone's like, wearing <laughs> all white. Maybe that's just, like, a Laguna Beach fantasy of mine. But I've always been like, and back when I was really into clothing and fashion and stuff. Yeah, I always dreamed about being like pretty tan and being at that like all white clothing party. We'll, we'll definitely do that. That is, I'll find a, a, a that's more of a Miami thing actually. The all white <laughs> okay, thing. Okay. Yeah, but we could, we could find that here. We could find like a rooftop like you know, Brady had a really funny yeah, yeah uh, Brady had a really funny observation. He was like, when we were all in uh, like uh, high school and stuff, he was like, you guys were all just like, he was like, you and Seth and like everybody were just like Abercrombie kids. Like, you guys were always just like smiling with your mouths all the way open, like <laughs> laughing, like in a, in a, in like, a per, in like a permanent state of laughter. Like, everybody was like falling over each other. He was like, it was just a fucking one long Abercrombie commercial. And he was like, you were the. He was talking. He was talking to Macy. He was like, you were the one black guy in like the Abercrombie commercials. <laughs> and I was like, that kind of was exactly what it was. But um, yeah. Um, I think this is a good place to stop. How do you feel, man? Yeah, I'm in great shape, man. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just happy to have a like the first Saturday morning. I'm not gonna have to get up at five in the morning since like March. So, oh, nice! Been, Can you hang out yeah, then? So I'm you, like, do you want to? Yeah, really? I'm, I'm like, oh, Friday night, baby. It's on. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So we got, we could keep, we could keep it rolling. We could keep it rolling. <laughs> um, so there, there's a there's a pizza coming. Um, so uh, I may have either maybe some background uh noise in a second, but um, um. So, so let's, let's go back to, um, let's, let's go, let's go back to your bar mitzvah and let's talk about how that was for you. Do you want to go there? Oh, dude, that was live and uncut for the time. That was, was first dude. of all, let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this to any of, any of the people he, uh, that might be listening to this, that may be Jewish American. Listen, if you, um, know anybody that's about to have their bar mitzvah, or bot mitzvah, make sure they have a burger station, like how Seth Singer did. 
because that's the move. You had a fucking gourmet burger station where you could go and make get like really good burgers made to your exact specifications. That's what we need to be doing. That's what anybody throwing that's what anything like that, to be. That's what needs to be going on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, tell me about your bar mitzvah, man. How'd that go? Oh, dude, that was a, another weird foreshadowing of some like jungle fetish I have or something. <laughs> yeah, I was. That whole, dude, I'm right now. I'm sitting on this freaking bus, and I've got zebra print fleece curtains and <laughs> cheetah print pillows that this old woman sewed for me. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm still living in a jungle. Uh-huh. So it was a good uh, bar mitzvah theme, living in that jungle life. And we had our little monkey giveaways, and there was, like all those cool, like whatever, palm tree, whatever the kids were doing. And... Oh, I was wearing a white tuxedo with a green vest and bow tie. <laughs> Those were some times, dude. And then I remember. So wait, so, so, so wait a second. Describe your uh, your outfit again. One, one more time. You you would cut out briefly. I think I believe it was a white tux. Might have even been black pinstripe with a emerald green vest and tie. And I had the black and white, uh, shiny faux leather shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I mean, you know, for you, what was what was that night like? I mean, what what were the things you wanted from that night? Uh, and what what did you get? Well, you know, um, I really shot for the stars, and you know, I had a great supporting cast. And- and I, you know, we got there. We had a whole mind line at one point of 12 to 14 year olds with pretty decent male to female rape <laughs> going on. Kind of, yeah, dry humping on a dance floor. And then, like, my parents, they had their own response call of a, you know, all in response, uh, you know, cross-generational, you know, dry hump. So it was kind of primal and you know, really came together. So, so wait a second. So, you know, I, you know, that's something I completely forget about because you, know, you spent so much time, or at least I did, um, in, you know, after 19, really, you spend most of your time in real clubs and real, you know, fucking oh, yeah. actual situations. But I forgot that for years, like probably five, six years, probably the most like horny times of my life, we were grinding like at like proms, formals or fucking thing or bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs. And that was like, for the, for the most part, the closest we would get um, for a while to like actual sex would, would literally just be grinding on a fucking dance floor with a girl at like a fucking some sort of formal event. Oh, Isn't that interesting? Weird. Yeah. It was it's like, don't get a boner, but ah, oh, just let it happen. <laughs> you don't fuck it. It doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> there were some great times, man. Yeah. 
See, a lot of people hate high school or hated their high school experience, and it's not like mine was suit was very stellar, but at the same time, there was a lot of goofy bullshit that, as you recall, you know, it could have been a lot worse. But I think yeah. I think the the point of all of our high school experiences, I think we all sort of made a conscious decision. I did at Hammond, you did at Reservoir. We were just like, yeah, we're going to do our best, like, academically. But, like, this is about having fun and being young, you know? And, like, yeah. for better or for worse, we really tried to take advantage of that. And I think, you know, like, yeah, there were things we could have done better. But we really did realize that we we're like, yo, like, this is the only time we're going to get to really get away with a lot of shit. So let's just do that. Let's do all of those things. <laughs> Uh, I remember when Project X came out. Yeah, yeah. Was, like, Tell was the story. To Tell, start from the top. You gotta, you gotta create the scene, Seth. You gotta create the scene. Uh, but I didn't even go to the epic Project K. You know, Howard County Mega Mansion. You know, invite the coolest kids from all twelve county high schools. Show up at one lawn at once. Let's rage. You know, I wasn't even there, man. I just remember being a part of the the aura of that's what everyone is trying. You know, that's what everyone wanted. To to talk about that time period though, talk about that the feeling in the air, the 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 cold, the fall, the the snow, the 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 mud. Talk about yeah, that. There's a crispness to it. Yeah, for sure. There was a you know it. Yeah, I don't. It just net. You're right. It was just like we realized it was the time to do whatever we wanted to do and the there was only so much they were really gonna try to like pin you with at the end of the day other than kicking your ass sending you home so it's we were just down to do anything it seemed like i don't think there was much i didn't want to do at that point you know i still haven't taken ketamine but other than that i mean it was like whatever let's go (laughs) (laughs) um that's funny. Dude, I remember just making out under the bleachers at the high school. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we'd be, like, looking for the move. Like, where was the next move? Cause, like, the, the moves. Talk about the moves. And... Talk about the moves yeah. real quick. Talk about oh, the yeah, moves. Talk about the moves, dude. Yeah. yeah, where were the moves? Yeah, we were so yeah. fluid. We were quite progressive for our time, you know? Dude, was, I remember, uh, like, we didn't... There was no Uber. There was there was nothing, and we were no. somehow... Hop- we were party hopping. <laughs> we were party hopping at 16, 17 around a, a very large radius. Like, it was not close. We'd be going 30 minutes into the <laughs> fucking woods to go to some fucking, you know, other school's party, some Clarksville blowout. Yeah, we just, like, find... We just, like... Someone would know someone. They have an address for a party, and would just show up. And half the time, it was like ten kids sitting around a campfire, like get the fuck out of here. Or it's like, yeah, sometimes it weirdly worked. You end up showing up at some kid sometimes that you're all taking show- advantage of, and it's just like, all right. You, sometimes <laughs> you're in a house, literally in the Garden of Eden. Some sometimes. Sometimes you would walk in to a palatial mansion in the middle of the woods and it would just be a bunch of hot ass girls, a bunch of alcohol. Everybody's going crazy. Good music. There's like just endless people. Like you just keep walking and it's like somehow you're in this, like it's like a town that's inside of a house. (laughs) That's just all filled with kids getting fucked up. 
And that would happen maybe once in a blue moon. But when it did happen, it did happen. And it was special. And um, we got to see that, man. Uh, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people really, you know, did got to do that outside of our generation past us. You know, it was definitely going on before us. But I think we were one of the last. That's what it seems. Really, everything got yeah. so tightened up in PC, and I really everyone think so. stopped using cassette tapes, and everyone stopped For doing real? all yeah. the old shit. How do you have a party without an iPod shuffle connected to an amp via a fucking, um, you know, aux cord? Like, that's yeah. how you throw a party. You can't do a Bluetooth speak. Like, nah. That's for college. When you're in high school, it needs to all be cords and... and Somebody could knock, you know, knock the iPod off the fucking aux cord. You just hear that <laughs> and nobody even notices because you're just still getting fucked up. Oh, dude, even just thinking about Burnett's at this point. And I've, I've reminisced about Burnett's and like Pinnacle whipped cream flavored vodka with people all over the country at this point. That's somehow everybody who's like 24 to 27 yeah. just ended up like just drinking this awful alcohol all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, all Pinnacle the Pinnacle was the one that you would always find at like the the third house you'd be so there'd be the main like okay. Let's say we pregame it at your house. We'd go to the main party, right? We'd only be there till like twelve forty five. Then we go to like some um non sequitur, like a party that we just got a random address to that we don't know anybody at. It might even be cool. But we don't know anybody there, so we leave, right? Like, we're, it's, it's yeah. chill for a second, but we bounce. Then we might go get, like, McDonald's, or there might be somewhere we can go and smoke, and then it's, like, way less people, but it's, like, a bunch of people smoking. So then after that, like, that's, that, but like, the, <laughs> that's the, in that party, like, you're sitting there, you're high as shit. You turn around, and there's a bottle of Pinnacle Vodka. That's where you find the Pinnacle Vodka. It's not wow. even at the party. It's not even at the first two parties. Yeah, it's just lurking around, just just praying for a good time. Ugh. Yeah, that stuff just turns my stomach over even thinking about it, man. Or even, oh, like I, ever since we had our, like, or you didn't have that great of a senior week experience. No, I, I had didn't. my not rise. You know, Ocean City. Well, tell me, I don't know about you. I don't, I, I don't know about your senior week. This is a good story to tell. Tell, tell the story, man. Take it away. Oh, I just remember drinking so much Bacardi Gold <laughs> and just really hating myself for a while. But those were, I had a great time in Ocean City that week, man. We had just the right group of party boy intellectuals. With Garrett Dearden and Jake Taylor and Brian Glick and all those kids, where we were like smart and did like to get fucked up, but we're also like a little more on the conservative side and weren't going to like get our asses kicked off the bus for freaking, you know. And, you said oh, party man. boy intellectuals. Something like that. And I just remember we had our little group of River Hill girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another good heyday for me, man. Like mm-hmm. eighth grade, senior year of high school. Uh, I mean, not really the end of college, but like something with like the end of uh, maybe I was freaking 
slapping slapping asses in the hallway at the end of fifth grade too. I don't know, you know, <laughs> something like whenever I got my my last year, I always go out strong, you know. Yeah, right. Uh huh. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes during the Armageddon here soon, but um. Yeah, those were good days, man. I had fun in Ocean City. I remember, oh, the day we were, I was going to leave, you know, we all had, everyone had planned what alcohol they were stashing, how they were bringing it, who was carpooling, who was going up with who, you know, yeah. whose parents right. were, were, were helping them unpack, or whose weren't, or mm. whatever. Who, whose parents were cool about it, like, who, whose parents, like, knew that they were going to drink, and, like, were going <laughs> to let them, and, like, buy it for them. Dude, all the alcohol we got, I won't say by who, but all the alcohol that we got was purchased by somebody's parents at a fucking, like, alcohol store. Like, at, you know, yeah. at the Maryland alcohol store, because in Maryland, you can't go to a grocery store and get alcohol. You have to go to a liquor, like, a specialized store for it. And yeah. you can only go in there if you're 21. You, like, you have to go with an adult. Like, we went with people's parents. That shit was crazy. Yeah, no, no, they, they were, someone was cool. <laughs> well, but I so I was playing in like the rinky dink like senior Howard County baseball all stars nostalgia game blah blah blah, and uh, I guess it was gonna be like the last time I was gonna just put on my my stirrups and be a cool swaggy high school baseball player and so swaggy. <laughs> So 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 you're in baseball mode. Oh, uh, so I was totally in you baseball got, mode, but I was got, the guy who was supposed to be bringing the ounce. I had a sweet ounce I got from from Alex. It was like had some perps, you know, had some perp in it. I think it was that granddaddy perp. It was that good. And oh man, I remember coming home from that baseball game. My folks had this big like, it was like a one-gallon Tostitos Fiesta salsa jar that I'd cleaned out. And that thing was full of buds. And it was sitting on the kitchen table. Chill out. Chill out, chill out. I knew I fucked. Chill out, chill out, chill out. They found it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I hit it too well, but it was just mm. in my, my mm. bedroom closet, like, probably, you know, prepped, ready to go. You just know. stinking, just Puerto Rican, just reeking <laughs> up the whole upstairs in your house. Oh, and, your parents, I, and, and your poor yeah. parents are probably just coming home from from days of work and be like, why my house smell like straight up chronic? Like, what is good? And then they go into your fucking obvious ass room and they go in there and they see that there's a fucking jar of drugs in their son's fucking, <laughs> fucking closet. Yeah, Seth. Yeah. No, you deserve to get caught back then. Oh, but dude, it was, I, you know, I had some strings I could pull. I knew the right folks. I still was able to cop a quarter on the way out. Let, and, let, uh, let, let. That's just strong. But see, but see, like, failure was not an option for us. Like, we had that mentality of, like, even if you caught me, I'm still out there tomorrow. Like, after I'm out on bail, <laughs> after yeah. I get bailed out, <laughs> I'm, I'm out there, I'm back <laughs> on the corner tomorrow. <laughs> and, and it really was, like, that was how everybody operated was, uh, I mean, luckily, I, I, I just, it, for me, it was just not an option to get caught. My parents, as you know, were way too religious. I would just have to lie 
constantly. But um, yeah. for, but for you guys, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't matter. Nobody was stopping you. But yeah, you got you got the you get so you got the quarter, and then what are you doing? Oh, and my ass was on the road. I don't even know how I got there, but somehow <laughs> I made it to Ocean City. And uh, yeah, no, not a bad time, man. Just a lot of getting just like high school drunk and walking around and getting a couple blowjobs and. It really <laughs> was a blowjob season. Like for yeah, like that was uh, high school, man. Twenty twelve to twenty thirteen really was blowjob season. There was a lot of blowjobs happening at that during those times. That's just what what went around, man. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> Yeah. Life is so simple, man. Um, dude, it's crazy, like you know, my favorite picture of Howard County um, is that intersection where there's Fachi on, like, in the gas station on that side, and then there's the Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Because when you sit in that Chick-fil-A and you look out, like, the West Bay window, there's just, like, that beautiful vista. Because there's that, seriously, because there's that slope. Like, you see, you know, where you're at the top of that hill. There's that slope, and then you see, I think it's, what is that, 275 or something. It's it really is uh I don't know for me that's that's my picture of of that world is that little spot that and then my um village center King's Contrivance mm. we had some fun there we had some fun over there didn't we dude what a great way to set up communities man it, it was really is smart. yeah it really is good. yeah, yeah. Dude. so yeah. what so what what are you doing now man tell tell me about your day to day now. Well, today I got to play electrician for most of the day. I was wiring up boxes for our new lighting fixtures where we're going to grow a bunch of hemp plants in these new greenhouses we just built. And then I went and wired up some switches and some plugs in our little community kitchen where we just put out a ugly-ass little fridge for everyone to use and we got some, now I got some lighting in there, and we have a whole outdoor kitchen going, so when someone, you know, so when Johnny Be Good playing Kumbaya over the campfire, we still got some boys cooking up that good good for after mm-hmm. we're done with our, you know, mm-hmm. spirit session, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know how it's got to be if you got, you know, folks out here all year, motherfuckers got to eat, so... Straight up, straight up. So, so, so that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know, man, that's fun life. You know, you just do a little bit of everything, and if you don't know how to do it, damn it, you better learn, so. That's great, man. And I, I want to know, I mean, like, tell me about your, outside of the farm, but, like, just the community of Salem, like, when you're out, you know, maybe you're having a beer or you're, going to a bookstore or, you know, maybe you're, I don't know, getting a coffee, what do you, whatever you do. What are the people like? What are the humans? Are, are there any black people? Do you, was, when was the last time you saw a black person? I'll start uh, with Gosh, I've been seeing this black guy right on the side of one of the main drags. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. And uh, he's just got a Jesus loves you shirt on. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's just been standing out in the smoke for the last two days. Just, Jeez. Just, yeah, just throwing love to everyone. Jeez. But, <laughs> Wrong working, question. Man. There Jeez. ain't many of us. i'm so curious because you know i heard something and maybe this is just fake information but i heard that portland actually used to have a lot of black people in it i heard that portland particularly used to have a lot of black people but then apparently like redlining or something like pushed a bunch of black people out of portland but there's like okay uh, is that true i don't know i don't know too much about portland you know, mid 20th century or whenever, or we're talking 70s, maybe. No, like mid 20th century, like post war, not even the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd, well, Oregon itself used to be pretty, a little lunatic conservative. I mean, really? in the early 20th century, at least. Um, I could definitely see that there was a strong black population at one point, but. Yeah, it, it's it's dwindled out pretty hard. I mean, it's not the Midwest, you know. It's still a right. lot more progressive than that. But right, right. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of Latino people. Um, there's definitely a lot of people from down south out here. Um, so I get a strong culture of that. You know, it's not totally just white people. Um, you know, at least you got the white, the, there's a lot of white people with long hair and beards, so, at least there, you know, there's some, uh, at least someone's culture, you know, there's, there's at least a second-hand <laughs> appropriation going on that you mm. can kind of, you know, absorb. Um, where are kind of your favorite spots, you know, in Salem? Like, where do you go to, like, hang out, or, you know, if you're trying to impress a chick, or where, where do you go? Yeah, I've got one spot I usually bring all my dates to. It's called Taproot. It's like the kind of Portlandish kind of bar restaurant. You know, there's Christmas lights on the outside sign. There's a bunch of, you know, like kids coloring book pages of mushrooms that have been colored in on the whole wall. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like kind of quirky and everything's wood and everything's like you know, kind of crafty looking, but still kind of dingy. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about a date that went really well there. Uh, well, I brought this chick there a couple weeks ago after the farmer's market. And, you know, I know a couple people who work there. So I, so the other guy who I've bonded with for six months, because he has long hair and a beard, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he said so he was my server. We were just chatting it up. You know, he picked us a couple beers off the draft there that he really liked for us. You know, everyone's sitting outside in their, you know, spaced little table hubs of COVID-free, you know, <laughs> uh, serenity. Yeah. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, I was just, you know, there's, there's a cool guy. Uh, you know, sort of had a fro going. He was <laughs> running a tractor set, you know, playing some playing some DJ tunes, doing some mixing. Oh, oh so they had know. an in-house DJ set at yeah, the they had a, down. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see Seth. So when you sit when you sit her down, like do you recommend a drink? Are you that kind of guy or are you the kind of guy that says like, 
you know, like, talk about appetizers. What do you do when you sit her down? Well, first date, I'm always keeping it casual, man. You know, we've uh-huh. had a couple beer, you know, because there's more craft beer breweries than, you know, opinions out here. So it's like, there's always <laughs> a bunch of, you know, uh-huh. you always get some cool choice of the local craft brew of, you know, whatever dry hop, you know, bourbon <laughs> barrel age, you know, freaking, you know, IPA that you want. Um, <laughs> bourbon so... barrel age. <laughs> that should be your DJ name when you start producing music. Can you, by the oh. way, can you, can you produce an intro song for me for this podcast, or do you not make music? Anymore? Uh, we'll have to call Dan for that one. The Dan? one and only Dan Singer. Could yeah. he do it? Could he? Do oh, dude, it? he's so into that world right now, man. Just making like kind of lo-fi. Yeah, like, fuck yeah, synth, fuck like, yeah, tech music. Yeah. You know <laughs> exactly what I'm looking for. You know I'll exactly. Send you his freaking uh, Insta or his SoundCloud. Ridge chippies. That's just that's that's his life. Yo, uh, please send me all of that in- information, and I'll reach out to him. But uh, <laughs> um, so so yeah, man. So you 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 know you're 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 at the you're at the spot. You're with the chick. What do you order? Do you get? Do you do the you know salmon and salad thing, or do you just go? You go red meat. Like, what's your what's your deal? Uh, all right, I'll just tell you. So, date two with this chick. We went okay. to a different town. Okay. okay. Kind of cute, okay. you know. Meet up Friday night kind of thing. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. You know, it's right on the water. Nice little there's some lookouts. You know, we're walking around. We're you know locking lips, whatever. Mm-hmm. Eventually we're okay. trying to get Thai food, and that doesn't work out. So okay, cross the streets and A and W. Why doesn't it work out? Wait, wait a second. Why doesn't it work out? <laughs> uh, you so, just said doesn't work out. So, <laughs> so eight thirty at night, Friday night. Yeah, you know, you're kind of in a pseudo college town, um, mm. empty parking lot. I can't mm. believe I believe the place is open. Mm. You know, the Foking, the mm-hmm. like best Foking in the, the state. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, let's see if it's the best fucking in the state. But, and so, um, yeah, walk in there. No one's in there. Girl comes out, you know, from the kitchen after a minute. She's like, I'm sorry, guys. If you put one put in an order, it's not coming out till at least 9.15. We got a huge thing we're working on here. You're going to have to come back at another time. And we're just dumbfounded, just standing there, like, yeah, well, right, well, yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just chew this one over, just wait forty five minutes on Thai food in a dead, empty restaurant. So yeah, we'll chew this one over outside, and um, so across the streets an A and W. You were a bit, so you know, sort of like a Dairy Queen kind of thing. Oh yeah, they have those in Michigan. Got, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 they got the root beer. So mm-hmm. all right. Still spoiled dinner. Let's go get some floats, you know. I'm just goofing it up, you know. I'm putting my mask on backwards, <laughs> putting my fingers up my nose, and you know, having a grand old time. Bringing some milkshakes here, and eventually we make our way back downtown to be by water. And it's kind of like, well, we're gonna eat some real dinner, and then I'm, I just, I know that you. 
wine bar. Yes. Yeah. 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 This yeah. Is what we, yeah. 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 <laughs> so we did. Uh, uh, so we did a spare. I guess that like it's a roasted spaghetti that got off with okay so okay. that sweet little appetizer coming out on the you know on the wood cutting board you know, yeah yeah dim lit <laughs> small <laughs> everything's like you know rustic. black and tinted red yeah yeah rustic um, setting neo rustic setting small <laughs> plates um uh, and, uh pa- paper menus uh paper menus Okay. And I'll tell you, yeah. so I ended up, so judge me if you want, mm. but so uh, looking at their cocktail list, I went for a lemon drop. I love a lemon drop. And for the extra dollar, I got, got it as a, a lavender lemon drop, not just a regular lemon drop. I but it's dimly lit, so I couldn't even see, so I don't know what the point was. But regardless, so we had, I had a lemon drop. She had a. Like some cucumber mojito bullshit kind of thing, and yeah, I had a little corner booth to ourselves and get all weird and stuff, and whatever, and talk too loud and say things that was too much innuendo charged, and you know, it was just a great time. Okay, okay, so, so, so okay, so, <clears throat> so there always comes a time in the night, right, when you're with a girl and it's either it's working or it's not working, right, like. Either, yeah. you know, the usually the, the the lubricant, which is always alcohol. I mean, that really is the great thing about, you know, being able to drink alcohol is that, like, if you are into someone, when you're drinking and you're alone with them somewhere, it will, you guys will connect, like, on, you guys will almost, like, sync up, like, and you, you'll, you'll, like, you know, really uh, let down, you know, your inhibitions and really be able to talk to each other. Yeah. But if it's not there, it's actually more easily realized with alcohol as well. Like alcohol just speeds up that process of getting to know someone. So like when you're in those settings, like especially for me, like I'm always wondering, I'm always like, all right, I'm having fun with this girl, but like, does she get it? Does she get like me? Does she get the situation like were you, were you feeling that way or were you always or were you just with this particular one were you just like nah like i'm in there she's about to drop them draws we about to go in it's that it's that it's about that time like what what was your thoughts to, at, at, at the wine bar yeah no it was flowing pretty good at that point man for sure you know Plus, he's been set, dog. This farmer is... <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, this is a chick where it's like... Light, we make a lot of goofy dad kind of jokes to each other. We just say corny things. We're just laughing. Oh, you broke up, Seth. You broke up. You broke up, my guy. Uh, oh, boy. Can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you were actually your your quality was getting bad uh, throughout throughout the call there, but it actually just started to get really bad right there. But it's good now. Okay, I'm alright. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, oh, no, man, yeah, I'm still using a eBay Samsung Galaxy that has been broken and has had a new uh, mug working. 
So the fact that this Frankenstein is actually, <laughs> is actually yeah. even even transmitting Discord is is a miracle. So everybody that's that's mad about any of the fucking audio right now, that's on you. You guys go get <laughs> Seth a new phone. You go get Seth a new phone. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, man, uh, what what else have we what, what have we not covered, man? What what else? Well, what else have we done together? What else is going on? Uh, we haven't really went into any stories where we've bullied Brady. Or, or you what? Is he still on the line? Brady? We can get Brady back in, in here. Should we get Brady back in here? No, I mean... I, I, I think, just, I think, I think, just, the, I I think people are going to like Brady. He, was, he, was here. he just muted us for some weird reason. I'm just going to be like, Brady, hold on. Hold on, people. We are dealing with the resident incel, Brady Robinson. Uh, he is in the chat, but he has muted us. But uh, we're going to get him back in here. <laughs> but, Seth, when, let's talk about some Brady stories. Let's prep them. Let's prep Let's prep everybody for Brady. What, oh, I, I, mean, I, I could talk about Brady, but I, I, I don't want to fucking hear myself talk. You tell... You t- you give everybody the intro. Uh, for some reason, I well, I hate to just jump right in, into him sh- shitting his pants on the or heading <laughs> to the bus, but it is a good just you know just kind of allegory of most of his childhood. <laughs> he's just shitting his pants while he's chasing the bus. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I totally <laughs> fucking. Forgot about that. I'll never forget. Uh, I was at my locker. Never forget. I was at my locker. <laughs> Henry Leadbeater comes up to me and like can't even stand up. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> and it's remember we would go to school at seven in the morning. I'm like, dude, there's nothing that's that funny that's that that, that, that could make you be laughing laughing like that at seven in the morning. I thought he was putting putting me on. And he comes up to me. He's like, dude, he's like Brady. I'm like, what about Brady? He's like, dude, Brady shit is yeah, fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Take it away, Brady. You tell the story, man. You tell the story. Uh, oh, I got to prepare myself. Um, man, I haven't told this story in forever. I used to tell this story all the time when I was younger because um, everybody knew about it. Um, so <laughs> like, I, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, Brady Robinson is I, in. Is 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 in the studio? Um, please, everybody, welcome him, uh, Brady. I mean, it was, uh, uh, it, was a, it was a normal day. Going to the bus stop, had a fart. wasn't a fart. Was a shart, <laughs> and I literally just complete like the bus just got there, and that's why I chose to fart then because I didn't want it to you know stink on the bus so. And then literally I had to look at everybody while they're all getting the bus. And I'm just like, I just don't get on. I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I forgot my homework. And like, I, I'm not even kidding, bro. Some shit literally fell out of my pants. Like a little, like, just a small ass, like nothing. Like nothing. And like, that's what gave it away. And that's when it was all over. Because I look at the ground and I looked at all of them. And I just turned around and pretended like nothing happened. And just... I, I went home and I Thank took a you. shower and my dad was telling me that it was all going to be fine, you know, whatever. He said if they did say, do it, uh, I had to go along with it, though. Or no, 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 he told me that the next day. He didn't even, no, no, he, <laughs> he just, he thought nothing was going to happen. And uh, I went to school and then literally the, 
I remember Joe Quattrone. No, Ryan Stefanos opened the door from home act. Like, literally got out of his own classroom to ask me if I shit my pants. And I didn't even got to my class yet. Like, I literally just got into school. And, and, and Ryan Stefanos comes out of his classroom to ask me, did you shit your pants? And I, I didn't even know what to think of it. And I, got, I remember I got to... I got to class and everybody already knew bro they're already staring at me like i'm a fucking <laughs> insane person yeah and yeah, uh yeah, i remember i fucking fine. punched david khan like for no i took my anger out like i didn't punch him hard i'm a weakling like i just like david's a strong guy so i wasn't even it was like this stupid middle school i was just mad he made fun of me and i and then i cried in the bathroom that day I literally remember that was like, the worst point of middle school for a second for a second and then I fucking, the next, my dad told me if I didn't laugh about it, that uh, it would stay with me permanently. So every time, I, then after that, I had to laugh. I remember just laughing about it, and it, uh, it definitely played off, stayed off. But no, 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 I remember Joe Quattrone was supposedly yelling in the hallways that I shit in my pants, and he was like my yeah, best friend was. in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's like, yo, Brady shit his fucking pants. <laughs> we're all like, Wah! Like, you know, just <laughs> threw their binders in the air. Teachers were screaming, <laughs> laughing, the fucking... Fucking vice principal almost had a heart attack. We were all just, it was an uproarious, it turned into Mardi Gras. And the fucking, uh, in the, <laughs> we were having parade floats. No, I'm kidding. Bro. It was just like mean girls where everyone just, it just becomes. A yeah, it was just me. It was yeah. just peak middle school, like, just so, let's so this completely is, fuck with this guy. So, so I want to make sure that this recorder is still going strong. Okay, it is. Because I'm glad, I'm glad I've got you on here now, Brady. I, um. You know, we've had our disagreements in the past and things have happened, but there really is a truth that of everybody that I know, when people talk about overcoming adversity, and if you were talking about, like, people were mean to me in school, and that's why I had to shoot everybody, I'm like, you're a weakling. Because, Brady, you've had, you've had every reason to shoot all of us a hundred times over, to kill everybody. You guys, every, I don't even want to get into that the day. <laughs> You don't, cause you don't even remember, bro. The first time we seen like Amer no, I don't even know if we saw American Psycho that day. But you guys like bullied me in your own house. I remember that one day in your room, like literally, like literally, were like throwing me around. Like I I remember I was so sad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not gonna keep going, but that was like the worst. Day. You was like, cause I was like the shitter of the bunch. It was like UKC. Like you guys were all. I don't even know, bro. It was like the oh, beginning yeah, yeah, of all yeah. that shit. Let's was, talk about. Let's yeah, talk forget about that. The, let's talk about. <laughs> was, like, the rise. Let's talk about the rise from the ashes. Okay, let's begin at the bottom and talk about how we go from Brady Robinson. The kid, you know, who couldn't catch a break <laughs> to DJ Blazing. Um, Seth Rowell. Okay. Tell us Seth about Rowell, that. I sat next to him in like two or three classes. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to be Seth Rowell. And, uh, okay. Tell us about Seth Rowell. Who is I, Seth Rowell? Seth Rowell is the number one coolest kid in our school system. <laughs> entire school system. He's the number one. Like, I don't even gas it. I mean, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, yeah, huge fan, huge fan. Yeah. That's how. How else are you gonna describe him, bro? Like straight yeah, up, a, I, yeah. Charismatic guy. Love yeah, Seth. listen, maybe not number one, bro, but you get the point. All right, top tier. He was a good guy. I hear popular what you're guy. Popular guy. Got a Definitely ton of girls. Popular. Definitely popular guy. Definitely got a ton of girls for sure, man. And uh, his name was Rao. <laughs> My name is Robinson. That's why I sat next to him. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he also was like came from like super Christian parents. So, like and stuff so we like i remember we related to him on that because that was when i still had to go to like youth group and shit um and i was like so like i remember our parents were really strict and we uh we were both get 
in trouble, although he would get in way more trouble than I would, but, uh, yeah, no, then he, quote, delivered me from the Xbox, that's what he always said, um, said, remember, I delivered you from the Xbox. Describe to people what that means. Uh, I used to just be, like, a super gamer that just played, I mean, I still am, but back then, I mean, I was, like, had no life, it was just, it was Call of Duty. Didn't go, didn't go to anything yet. I was still like ninth, just like ninth, tenth grade, and uh, and then yeah, met Seth Rell. He was cool as fuck. And then I just started selling drugs. Honestly, no, 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 no. I didn't start. No, 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 no. no. That was yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of like the ramp up. But like, it started at Morgan Bowie. I went to my first party. I remember Morgan Bowie's party, and I. Uh, that's when I just started hanging out with all those types of kids and just quit video games, and just. Yeah, I guess I guess started selling drugs. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Taylor, no, I can't say these names. Well, he's in jail. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Taylor, you can say Taylor what, Pepe. Your first fucking amendment. Taylor, Taylor Pepe just like was like literally driving around in just some crazy looking car with you know all those just people. There's people in those cars. They just had tons of them for. And he just came I, by, I don't and know what you're talking about. no, no, no. He would just have like drug addicts and just people just smoking cigarettes in cars, and just and driving around. I and didn't like, know that that was going on. And then I it was like no Duncan. Idea. Duncan called me. He's like, yo, yo, like he's about to, like Taylor Pepe. He's about to like just drop off this shit for the first time, like an ounce. He's like, he needs like seventy more dollars. Like me and Austin Marsh do it. Or shit, I can't. God damn it. Um, me and somebody else do it. <laughs> Doesn't matter, and uh, and then he just runs by and just like throws weed at us. I remember, and then we run into the woods and like split it up. I think that was just the beginning of drug dealing, which led into like us doing a lot crazier shit. But um, yeah, that's how I got. So what were those? What were those first days like? You started moving packs. This is before Gainer came in as as a as a partner, right? This is before. Um, no, no, that's it, before all that shit. That, yeah. No, it, all, it started. It started with just Taylor Pepe ripping me off. I was paying three hundred to four hundred dollars an ounce. I paid four hundred dollars for an O. Sometimes like, I have seen that. Yeah. I remember that? Oof. And it was bad. It wasn't even good. Yeah. It was like, and I was like, I remember he called it Dragon something. I still remember the most time I got ripped off the hardest of my life. And the thing is, bro, breath. I'm a good customer, bro, and just randomly decided, he's just like, you know, I'm just going to rip this guy off so hard today. Yeah, that was bad, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, fuck that guy. But other than that, I don't know, man. We we kind of just moved the ladder. I don't want to, like, get, I don't want to incriminate myself too hard, like, because there's, like... <laughs> You're not going to incriminate yourself, first of all. Uh, podcasts can't be used in a court of law. Second of all, um, nobody knows who you are, and uh, this isn't a video podcast, so this, right. this is I mean, a fucking Discord podcast. Yeah, eventually, uh, uh, my friend came to, like, the kingpin of UMD for a little bit and made, like, 20-something K in a semester off just, like, small weight. I mean, decent weight, but, like, I mean, decent weight for in total, but he was just, like, moving so to so many people so fast. And I fucking, uh... That's when I I was I was in Florida that time. That was in college. But yeah, we just moved up the ladder and that shit. We just started shipping pounds. Right? Can you tell the entrance of Gainer into your life? Can you talk about that? Dude, Gainer got me robbed. Gainer literally <laughs> got me robbed sorry, and made me feel bad. Like like didn't he didn't like didn't even care. Like didn't care. He's like, oh, sorry. He literally, literally he literally texted me, yo, can you do me a favor? Like I'm doing him a favor. Can you get my guy? Can you get the cause 
can you get my guy, his guy, his friend? So, yeah, of course I got you. Like, we're literally partners at this time. Like, like I'm literally partnered with this guy. He, we're, we are a duo in, in dealing. And this guy says, my guy, he is so casual. It's whatever, you know, like, it's another mm -hmm. thing to me, okay? Mm -hmm. And I go to fucking the sketchy part of our area, what's called Canterbury. Mm. And, uh... Canterbury, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember I was with, like, five people, too, and they're like, yeah, this looks sketchy. Do you not want it? Do you want us to come with you? And I'm like, nah, nah, it's all good, bro. I'll do it quick. This guy's, this guy, <laughs> this guy's like, yeah, bro, so, like, my mom's home, so, like, I can't. I, we got to do this around the back. And uh, I literally go around the back to do it, and that's when I knew I was, I fucked up. I, uh, I went around the back, and I'm just, like, I call him, and he's not picking up, and I'm, like, getting sketched. And next thing I know, bro, I see a dude just sprinting at me with a knife out. Oh, hold on. Yeah, Adam. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yeah. I'll just... I think I think I lost me. Yeah, All I did was go around the back and... uh, Going around the back and I called this guy and he's not picking up. And the next thing I know, I see this dude literally in the corner of my eye just sprinting at me at the speed of light <laughs> with a fucking <laughs> knife in his hand. Like, it might have been the scariest, like, seriously scary moment for... I just froze. I didn't even book it because I contemplated I was like, yeah, it's too far away. Like... I, I'm gonna get, he's gonna catch me, like, I, it was, like, a decent, it was decent, wasn't that far, but, like, I don't know, I kind of froze in the moment, he was pretty fucking close to me, and then he just, like, what you got, give me what you got, give me what you got, and I literally just got a brand new fucking iPhone that day, it was, like, the first time I ever got an iPhone, and I literally, like, that, either the day before, or so recently, and I fucking, um, I reached my pocket and had it, and I remember I had luckily a $10 cash in my pocket, and I was, like, oh, like, so I gave him the ounce, and like he already robbed me for it, and I gave him ten bucks, so he didn't even like think about like searching my pockets. I was like, "This is all I got, ten bucks," even though I had a fucking wallet and phone on me still. And he fucking just took all my shit and just booked it. And uh, I still ended up with like at least an eighth or a quarter in my pocket because when I was pulling it out, I just spilled it all. Um, <laughs> I spilled a bunch of it. So like, <laughs> so, so that was when you got robbed. That was your first time, like, yeah. really. Like... And then Gainer like just scoffed it off. He didn't care. And this dude, this dude, uh, Pac, I thought it was this guy Pac, this huge black guy, like, the biggest black guy, the biggest. And he okay. fucking knew, he knew, <laughs> he fucking knew that I was saying it was Pac, because definitely, I mean, might have I swear to God it was that guy, but I, I don't, I don't know. And, uh, he literally came up to me in the fucking hallway and just, like, <laughs> didn't push me, he just got in my fucking face and yelled at me. And, like, I'm a skinny white kid, and he's a huge black guy, it was, like, I was scared. He's big. He's like a football. He was a football star. Yeah. So was he like a big guy or I don't know. No, he's he like didn't... strong. Like not big, yeah. like not fat. No, and, but like uh, he didn't, he he didn't describe if he was like big or not. You know, you haven't said if he's big though. No, he's big. He's big, big. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he fucking uh. <clears throat> and then that was that. Yeah. So okay, um, and then this this th that was chapter one with Gainer. That was the first movie, you know. And then I cut him off after that. Yeah, I like just said fuck you. Like what you the cut him off, but robbed. then you lived. But then you lived. Well, yeah, with but that this name. is that was in high school, and then like three years later, he just texted me out the blue, and I actually do. I am looking for somewhere to live, and he's like, "Yo, I got a place. You want to live in my place for this uh, amount of money?" I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah, it's cheaper than fucking buying my own place." And uh <laughs> and then what and then what happened? Uh, <laughs> and then I mean I learned learned the hierarchy first off that people be using that shit against you. They're like, yo, but I'll be letting you stay here for this, bro. 
So mm-hmm. first off, people love doing that. But two, this motherfucker just started doing drugs with this girl, this sketchy motherfucking girl. This girl is just I don't trust. And uh, is she hot? Did she have big tits? Yeah, bro. I mean, I would, I would fuck. She was just a drug girl, bro. Like she was a drug yeah. girl, like. She's she decent. Still, could she, could she, she get jizzed on though? She was pretty young. She was like 80, 19 probably, and he's like 23 or 24 time. Yeah, hell yeah. And he's probably 24, honestly. <laughs> and, uh, no, I had a, I, uh, so he fucking starts doing heroin with her. And, uh, he's just literally gone. He's just gone for like weeks. Like, I mean, that. <laughs> You said. I mean, he was there once in a while, but he was basically no, gone no, forever. You said, you said he would go and fucking um like get like like hundred something dollar dinners. Oh yeah, no, bro. His problem gainer couldn't keep any money in his account because all he would do was just buy, go to on the border or fucking. <laughs> Like, a like ba- Applebee's class, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. like TGI Fridays, <laughs> and go to those bars and just buy casual <laughs> like so much food. This guy, I'm I'm not kidding. He never what? ate our house once. Zero, like like it, like made food in our house. Like zero. He either ordered it or he just did that. He went to a restaurant. He was obsessed with it. Dude, and like fast this guy, casual bro, fast dude, casual. He would be so turned up, bro, coming home just. I remember Sarah was terrified of her life. She was drunk, drunk driving home with her. She had to drive her, and he, he was speeding so fast down the road, like trying to show, like, like look how fast my, because he got a black like uh, charger, and was yeah. like, and Sarah said she was literally she doesn't she did not like Gainer. She was like so like she was scared of him. But I remember she was like came home like so scared that Gainer was just drunk driving just at the speed of light home. So Brady, we uh we ran through some bushes together. We ran away from some police officers. You know, we we had to you know we had to duck and dodge a little bit. You know, <laughs> during our tenure together. Um, what were some of the highlights of those times? What were some of those parties that you remember? Those those close calls. Uh, say close calls. I think I don't think I was even. No, I was I was with Seth of the New Year's night. Oh yeah, you got in trouble, Seth. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. 2012. David Kahn got a breathalyzer that said he was over the, and he didn't even drink, right? Yeah, I don't. I swear that happened. He fucking lied. I, I no, mean, no, 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 no. David, now. no. David Kahn didn't. David Kahn didn't drink though. He was like a straight he edge. He took, no, he, he took shots at his mama's house before he came and saw you. <laughs> I don't even know. He was straight edge still then. I swear. You don't yeah. blow over. This the was like out. no. This was like his no no. This was like his first time. Like no no. I, I can't remember. Man. He's lying to you. He's lying. No 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 no. no, no. This is like the first time. No no. Him coming out though. I'm saying he didn't go out. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he never went out. Yeah, and we finally got him to what? Yeah, I remember. We finally got him to go out, and he just got arrested. Like. <laughs> yeah, like I remember. He never went out, and we finally got him to go out, and he just got arrested. Like. <laughs> You gotta fuck whatever that was citation. Uh, yeah, David's un- luck was a very unlucky guy. I feel like. Oh um, yeah. So tell me, Seth, what what that night was like for you? Just tell me. Give me. Give us a snapshot of that moment in that house. Uh, just another good night of being at some stupid apartment somewhere, or something, <laughs> standing, and, like waiting. And calling it a party. My parents after. Uh, 
I'm just standing there because somehow I don't get away. Please come, <laughs> of course. Yeah, so yeah. Make I don't know how time. we just get stuck there, dude. Me <laughs> yeah, and Casey, I remember. I remember me and Casey just looked at each other. It was loud. It was so loud we couldn't hear ourselves. It was like a concert, and I remember just looking at Casey, and he was. I remember saying like, "It's about that time, bro." We just tapped CJ and we walked out. Right as we walked out, Gainer was already in the car, like rolling blunts. He didn't even go inside. And we fucking go in his car and we're sitting there and we're just sitting watching the party. And then three cop cars without their lights, just like one by one, go into the cul-de-sac. Right as we get, like, literally, we're not in the car for more than five minutes. We missed that so closely. We just uh... knew it was so fucking loud. I was like. You, if if I were a fucking neighbor, I would have called the cops t- thirty minutes ago. Yeah. yeah, it was it was insane. It was insane. But um, uh. nah, Brady, I'm talking more about we we had a couple Laurel nights. There was that one time in Laurel where remember I was like, <laughs> we could see your car. I'll never forget. I was like in a ditch in the woods, and <laughs> like I was like we were trying to cross like through the woods to get to your car that was parked in like another cul-de-sac. And I could see your car, but I was, like, in a ditch. And I was, like, yo, right. And then, like, the, the police were, like, it was, like, some party where a bunch of people got arrested. Like, uh, um, it was, I think it may have been Lauren Borcher's party, honestly. Do you remember that? I didn't go to Lauren. I'm, I mean, I might have, like, drove Borchers? there. Oh, okay. Um. I don't remember Lauren. I actually don't think I ever went to Lauren. Uh, I don't even remember her throwing one. Yeah. Uh. So, so, um. So Brady, what else can you tell us? What else? What else happened to you? Put me on the spot now. I'm uh, thinking. Uh, I mean, in regards to us, your mom found our bowl in time. Got us all in trouble. Oh, God. Yeah, Seth, you were there for that. Seth, you were there for that. You were there for that. That was yeah. the three of us. Yeah, we were some. We I'm an idiot. I left. Oh I did that. Oh my god, that was a <laughs> fucking nightmare. All that was just that was the, the table talking. That was the only time, literally the only time, my mom had any <laughs> solid proof that I was smoking weed was that one time. I was so fucked. I was just like, I literally was just like, I'm gonna put on a performance. I'm going to like go the entire way with this. Um, yeah. so, so Brady, I mean, from your high school days, what did you learn, man? Cause you had a pretty turbulent high school life. You know, you were a DJ, drug dealer, <laughs> I learned um, from high school, neck breaker, <laughs> you know, shot caller. What, I, learned what, net- what? I learned how to network in high school, but, uh, what did I learn how to, what did I learn in high school? I don't, <laughs> like, I feel like I learned, I learned more about everything, like, after high school. I feel like high school, like, you're still in this, like, limbo state of, like, not, you're not a person yet. I don't know. So what the person in Florida? Huh? I remember some bomb-ass Molly coming off the Silk Road. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah when Andrew for... Yang, when Andrew Yang, uh, before he ran for president, when he was selling all that Molly. Remember that? Oh, right? Andrew Yang. Yeah, yeah, Andrew yeah, Yang. Yeah, yeah. That guy sold the best Molly. Yeah. You remember the <laughs> Korean kid that was selling all that Molly that literally That's got insane. his door kicked in by the fucking... I'm talking to Seth. That got his door kicked in by the fucking DEA because he was literally selling so much fucking Molly. Really? What, he, he, he was posting about masks. He was selling masks on his Instagram. 
like, yeah, he's like, he was like KN95 masks. <laughs> he's buy, it's like buy five for fifteen or whatever. whatever. He's still hustling right now. Yeah, he's still hustling. Like, <laughs> damn. Get your masks. Oh my god. Yeah, um, yeah there's some there's some really good drugs though. I do. There's some. Good, I remember my 18th birthday. I don't know if you were there. Well, no, you couldn't have though. been there, Adam, because you weren't 18 yet. Brady, were you there? Did you go to Alesso? Yeah, I went to Alesso. I, va- I don't. I vaguely remember Alesso, though. I know I went to that one. I vaguely well, that remember that. Was my uh, Echo Stage Cherry Pop? That was true. <laughs> that was a, that was that was old, or that was like a, one of the first, my first ones too, though. Remember? Oh man. There were some really good times at Echo Stage. Yeah, I'm kind of glad guys... I quit when I I'm glad I quit when I did because I feel like EDM just fucking died. Not even Apparently died. It I just did. it's just fall. It just went down. Yeah, I mean people just fucking moved on, dude. It was a fucking phase, you know. It was a, it was a type of music for a certain time. Dude, but you could have been like the cool guy playing like drum and bass music at like yeah, little rink. Right now, I would be like, screwed in this like, drug COVID setting. Oh yeah, you'd be completely screwed right now. But uh, but Blazin, I mean, <laughs> so so you became you became DJ Blazin after turning that you flipping that drug money into a music career, and then yeah, uh, that was all. It was so much easier life when you're drug dealing because you had infinite money, like to just do life shit. Like now, like damn, you gotta work for that shit. Sucks. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I could, I could. That's how I got my DJ career going. I was like thinking about the other. I'm not that I would ever produce again, but I was like, I literally cannot produce even if I wanted to because of how much money it takes to like do everything. So there's just like no point. No, and I was literally funding all that because I was trapping. Mm. So let's talk about popping pussy for you, Brady. When was when were you really starting to pop pussy? When, when did that happen for you? Oh my god! Like fucking uh, only when I was DJing. Literally only when I was DJing. But like even then, wasn't crazy. It was nothing, nothing out. Nothing crazy. Oh, Brady, come on! You made yourself a couple. You've even uh, yeah, talked about getting being... laid in the court of law, dog. Stop being so bashful, Blazing. Tell tell the story. I only fucked a couple, like just girls, for just because of my status. Honestly, though, I used to get yeah. I mean, it was just easier when you had the status. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, yeah. I mean, I could just tell. I mean, looking back on it, and, and like to now, which was. Well, if you had, like, a five-star rating on Backdoor, what was the... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like, what what, what devalued you, Brady? Why, why, oh, why no, just... I just, I'm just a bum now, but, like, back then, I was just, like, I was just a DJ, and I, I was around a lot of people. Everybody knew who I was at that point. So, like, any, I've only, I probably had, like, let's say, like, three or four girls pretty much, basically, probably just all DJing. Like, at, I mean, at a certain point. Pretty sure that's Dude, why. I don't such know. That's good branding. Blaze, you could have ran blazing harder, man. Yeah, yeah no, but no, that was the issue. Yeah. That's why I quit. It was because if I wanted to go to the next level, I was gonna have to go Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, like to the max, and I just couldn't do that stuff. I look back on the guys that did that stuff really well, like now, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. honestly, they're pretty. They, get, they hit a pretty. They pretty hit hit a pretty quick wall. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It's pretty. 
like to get Ooh. to the international level, you gotta start having connections and like unless you're some lucky you're like a one in a million like like sound and your sound is literally you are like Garrick's like um even then man, you had to be so connected. It was just like I didn't want to take on all that at a certain point. I was just like I already have enough it's already hard enough as it is and I was just just tired. Yeah. Just you don't get paid enough. It's just not something I could do for an extended period of time. Like, I don't know, I wasn't going to be 30 years old being a DJ. Um, Fair enough. Of course, man. And, you know, we all have to make those decisions. Uh, um, so, Seth, let's get back to Aaron Lieb, because I think this connects both and Philip you and you guys. This connects, oh, he's getting the water. Oh, fuck, I was going to say this connects both you and Brady, is, is this girl. So I, want, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, most deaf, dude. <laughs> you know, it's still the. Uh... <laughs> is, is that still in your mind? It's like one day I'm gonna go back there, and I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna get that girl. Is that is that still in your head? You know, I think that's uh, that would be my Howard County storybook ending for sure. Yeah. Would that that, would that keep you on, would that would that keep you on the Beltway if she was like Seth, just go get a fucking regular job and get a Range Rover and a house Mazda? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it would. You know, I, ten I think, years I think ago, that... yeah, I would have been there <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago, <laughs> she had just stayed with you from fifteen to twenty-five, and it would have been fine. Uh, I forgot about all that. I forgot that Seth and Aaron leave. Yeah, there was, there was a good stint there, man. I was definitely ahead of the game. I had, you know, it was all in my hands, and I shit the bed in the eleventh <laughs> hour. You know, I tried to crank it up too high, and just, yeah, we hit a ceiling before we even started, man. Let's, so, let's talk about some moments. Let's talk. Did someone else just join this party? No. I could have sworn I just heard a yo. Um, Did not hear that. I'm I'm crazy. I'm going crazy right now. Um, let's talk about some moments, guys. Uh, with Aaron Lee, uh, Brady, you start. What are some moments? Um, you every single day telling you literally on me confiding in you how much I like her, and then you every single day telling her everything I confided in you uh, in middle school every day. Just, <laughs> you just I sat next to her in class and you sat near me and then you just like yo by the way Aaron like Brady really likes you <laughs> and then I would just sit there awkwardly because I had no idea how to respond because she was definitely she's also just not in my league either I was like such a weirdo still hadn't dealt with the girls and uh yeah good times you just embarrassing me now one time bro Adam literally literally okay. called well, Adam called me on the phone and he made me tell him like everything <laughs> i like confessed my love for Aaron at that point like literally i said he made me he just dated me into saying so much stuff and then all of a sudden aaron leaves on the line and she's like hey Brady. and and i literally just hung up i didn't know i was so i was so embarrassed and then adam had the audacity be like no that was my just my cousin that was my cousin <laughs> No, like get back. Me, me and a lot of people would do that to each other. Dude. It wasn't just you. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a lot of people. We, we That was just the thing. We, that was basically when we figured out we could do three-way calls. Like, we would just do that. Do that kind of oh, shit. That was fuck. fucked up, though. 
That was Dude, really I fucked up. Adam, we be, be like me, you, Aaron, and Marissa Cummings. <laughs> I remember us yogurting Nicole Sullivan's house once. And I don't remember that. I remember Marissa Cummings, but I don't remember. Um, uh, you remember three yogurt. like things of yogurt at fucking Nicole Sullivan's house. That's good that we did that, but I I, I, barely, I don't remember that. I barely remember that. I guess we did that. It sounds like something we did, but I just don't have the actual picture in my head. Whatever, bro. I know. I'm sorry. I don't. I have. I have. I have a lot of um, middle school. I remember Aaron a lot in middle school. I remember like recess, and I remember us like all of us. Like I remember fucking with Brady about it. I remember like reading class with Ms. Zahor. I think we had all to, all of us together. Oh my God. But that's really it. That's really. I remember. Yeah. I remember like texting her for a while. I mean, we text. She was like one of the main people that I text when, when texting was a thing. I remember texting her, uh, yeah. but that was about it. Yeah, yeah, she was a texter. Yeah, 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 yeah man. So, so, okay, so Brady, you go to Florida State, right? Uh, University of South Florida. Okay, so you go to FSU. USF. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Brady, you still right. taking fucking classes at S- or whatever UFC? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. UFC. U- USF, USF. UFC, uh, UFC. No, he's not saying he's still taking classes. I was saying he went there after high school. I'm, I'm continuing his story. Uh, okay, okay. I was like, fuck, Brady. Yeah, no. Um, so, 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 Brady. So you go to you go to UFC um, high school or college. <laughs> you go to Ultimate Fighting yeah, UFC, College. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you start and you start sparring in Tampa and tell me I about. I actually literally ran into some LARPers. I, really? Speaking of that, yeah, and I remember playing with them one time just for the troll. I had a video of it on my Instagram. I don't know what. The, can you just? You never, oh, you never seen anyone LARP? I know, I, know what a LARP, I know what a LARP is, but I don't know what you mean. Like, I know what live action role playing. Like, like, they literally would be outside the cafeteria, like tons of kids in like night gear. Oh, and like, like with so- fake swords. Yeah, yeah. And if you got hit in the arm, you're supposed to put your arm behind your back. If you like got hit in the leg, gotta like put your leg up. And like, you're supposed to have like literal sword duels. I got absolutely mauled, like just destroyed by this kid. He was so like he was coming in with these crazy sword attacks. I remember, and like I could not, I could not stop. He was like a professional nerd, like top tier nerd. <laughs> this is at USF. Like he didn't even know how like aut- like just autistic, literally just autistic. Like he was. No offense to the guy, but he was just so weird. I remember battling him, and he was so intense into it, and like I was laughing so. Hard. I mean, in a fun like. I was with my friend and he was videotaping me and like it was just a, it was a good time, all right? Maybe I wasn't trying to laugh at him, we're laughing with them, all right? It was a good time. It's almost like if RuneScape was real life It was like RuneScape in real life, yeah. It was like having RuneScape yeah. battles. And um uh, Yeah, anyways, forget that. I don't know why you, you said something similar to LARPing. <laughs> Dude, I like I probably log on to my RuneScape account like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I went to USF, got over there, then we uh, got arrested for a fake ID, oh. and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to be, I remember that was the day I decided, yeah, I'm going home, because I was already kind of thinking about it, and that cemented it, because I, ha- I just hated that I was in jail for a day, 
for a night. This shit was whack. And uh, and then went to University of Maryland. Yeah. Does anyone have a good time at an extended stay in Florida? No, yeah, I, I like Florida. I mean, it taught me it taught me a lot about like how different it was out there compared to uh, where we're from. Ugh. It was a good time. I don't know. I liked it, but uh, yeah, just not my not my. I need to come. I needed to come home. On uh, I like I like being home compared to just being out. Seth, check your Instagram. My that's my next guest on the podcast. Um, oh shit! Hold on. But uh, Brady, your yeah. your experience at USF taught you some things, right? You got arrested. You had to go back home, and then what happened? You get back to Maryland. What's next? Uh, become a famous, not famous, a locally famous DJ. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, that's when I was killing it in DJing. Honestly, Maryland was the best because I was like doing so good in DJing and uh, going to college at the same time and trapping. I literally yeah. had a DA running my shit eventually, but like we stopped trapping at that time. Tell us about that day. That shit was. I was so happy. I was. I mean, it was a scary day, but it was a happy day because I. I remember uh, my roommate was just like being so sketchy like i've been trapping for like four or five years at this point or like three or four and uh i could just tell the way he was doing it was just gonna get me caught and i remember i just shut down our operation like i remember like he was kind of mad about that because it was his income but i was just like yeah i was the only person who had the connect i never gave it to him intentionally and uh i just like cut it off and then a month later the dea comes in looking for me Brady robinson they don't say why or anything they don't even say who they are really just say they come in looking for me at like 9 a.m. I couldn't even see anything. I was in my boxers. And my contacts in. I remember and they just came in. And, um, well, they threatened to come in. They were like, we can get a court order to come in or you can just let us in and do this the easy way. Sorry. Um, yeah, and then I, they came in, searched everything, found Adderall, um, which they, they recorded that. And they're like, yeah, we won't arrest you. But yeah, we took, recorded that. And uh, then after that day, we started trapping again because they already did their check. Basically, it's how I saw it. I was waiting for them to come through, and then once they did that, we did it, but we were way like less sketchy about it. I mean, I, I mean, definitely scared my roommate into chilling out. Uh, uh, but eventually, I remember they did come back to my door, but only to scare us because we were so we were being loud and just like throwing parties because it was summer and like literally no. And then, then we did, like weren't listening to them because it was like the bodyguard kept telling us to be more quiet, even though like I don't even want to get into this. Like it didn't matter at all because nobody was like living near us, and uh, he was just trying to be a bully. So he called those people back. They came back and they threatened me with the Adderall to arrest me for it if if we got caught one more time being loud. I remember, and I had to deal with those motherfuckers again. And I was I think I was actually trapping at that time, so I was kind of scared. But I remember she came in my. Apartment one more time. So overall, how long do you think you were trapping? If you had to think about fucking how many years? like five years, five years, four, four or five years. Four, five years. Okay, okay. Oh, and <clears throat> during that time, I mean, what was what? What were the highlights? Like, what were the benefits? What'd you get out of all that? It was just money. It was easy. I got <laughs> when I first started, I was getting those stupid shoes or dumb Jordans or <laughs> red phone posits. It's like I look dumb. <laughs> or red phone posits. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's it. the move. That's uh, that's what you do when you're a drug dealer. You gotta have the red phone pocket. Yeah, and everybody I basically made it known in a certain like, I feel like every teacher looking at me I was literally like, like, yeah, this kid's dealing drugs. I yeah, had like streetwear yeah. with just like girls <laughs> in like scantily clad clothes and just dumb shit. Yeah, I remember you wearing like caramel clothes and shit, and, like yeah. diamond supplies. <laughs> yeah, dude, you were ahead fresh. of the game though. You were wearing yeah. diamond supply before that shit got totally whack. Yeah, no, yeah. he was. I yeah, got... castles. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and and uh, the hundreds. Yeah, he was ready. Was fresh, <laughs> yo. Back in them days, yo. Ready was. Ready was ducking and dodging back in them days, bro. That was crazy. My dad called me a metrosexual. Is that what he did? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get into Do you want to get into the family stuff, Brady, or no? Yeah, I don't know. You didn't ask the questions either, but uh, um, there's one story that I particularly find funny, and you know what story it is. I think um, I know, but I don't know which one. Or you call your dad a pussy, and then how he reacts. I don't remember this. I don't remember that. I gotta condom, remind me that condom moment. in the toilet. Condom in the toilet. <laughs> Rady, you have to remember that one. I don't. I don't remember. Condom in the toilet. You go. I remember you, the condom you, in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember calling him pussy, but yeah. I mean, he just left a condom in my toilet, which is annoying as shit. <laughs> it was because you told him that he was a pussy, and that or that he got that he gets no pussy. That's what you told me that you said. I don't. That. I don't even and remember. The next, <laughs> the next day, you wake up in the morning, and there's a condom in your toilet, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you got." And he's like almost like telling you, "Like, yeah, I got pussy." <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. You don't remember that? Oh man! I just remember seeing cut on my toe and being like tilted. <laughs> tilted. Um. Oh man. So. Uh, so Brady, what, what what were some of the what were some of the just overall kind of, I guess things if you could go back in time you would change that happened during those years. Change. Uh. I don't. I don't. I don't. Honestly, yeah. Those are the. Those are the prime years. Wouldn't change any of those. Any of that. All that shit was good. I loved high school and college. Give me a highlight of high school for you. Just an apex. Dude, I'm not. Dude, smashing, losing my virginity was the greatest. The peak of high school because I literally. Tell us about it. Walk I us tried through so. It. I had. A, I was a senior. Like, it took me forever. And I fucking, uh, I just remember it was, like, it was to a girl that, like, I actually, like, liked, and I didn't, I remember I didn't fold to, like, these dumb, just, like, I remember I had an opportunity with the, uh, that one girl looks like a Navajo chief. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, a, a chieftain? It was kind of a flitter. Uh, I, I have, uh, Seth, are you still there? You know who I'm talking about, Seth? Seth knows. He did it. He Seth, I don't think Seth's here anymore. Seth, are you here? Seth. Damn, he, he definitely Damn. smashed that girl that I'm talking He's about. in the party. I just, we can't hear you. Seth, try to leave and come back. Oh, man. Well, yeah, continue. You said she looked like a Navajo chieftain? Yeah, no, I remember I, we had, like, that was, I don't want to say her name, but. We all had opportunities out there, but I never caved, and I finally, I remember I, I put in, like, a year's worth of work, <laughs> oh, I finally wait. came through, and then I just became an <laughs> egomaniac. I literally thought I could conquer the world. You can say her first name. You can say her first name. Her name is Morgan, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember after I did it, 
I was just, I just literally thought I was on top of the world. I thought I was a god, like not a god, but like I was like I can fuck any the girl. Morgan doesn't now. look like a, doesn't look like a Navajo chief. No, <laughs> not her. No, 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 not her. I was saying I had opportunities before. Oh, not even an opportunity, oh, but like Navajo chieftain. Oh, yeah, oh, with yeah, yeah. that one. Oh, with that girl. Okay, and I, I was, ha I was just ha proud of myself because I like was one like a super hot girl. I thought, and two, somebody like I worked forever for, mm -hmm. and. uh... But then that's when I like thought I was on top of the world. Like that was honestly when I hit like full ego phase. Definitely, definitely. Like I was like 18, so it's just time to be egomaniac. And uh, I don't know. I remember I kind of just fucked. I didn't. I kind of fucked her over because like that's when the girl falls in love with you. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to college soon. So yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That was a that was a highlight of high school. I remember. It was five days before I was 18, so I thought I'm, I would let it, because I read some, I got blackpilled myself that, like, if you're over 18 tell, and you're tell, tell us, Yeah, tell the story. What, what's the study? It's like, if you're over 18 and you haven't lost your virginity, you're likely to have problems for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> to, like, fuck, like, a fucking a bitch. So, I literally thought that in my head constantly, and I, I didn't know that I was going to go from first base to the home run in, like, this random day after forever and it was like right before my 18th birthday i remember i like i remember she left a look in the mirror i was like let's fucking go it was this anyways i don't want to get into that get too much deeper <laughs> that was like the happiest day of my life oh, not, not that happy you, you just you just said that you said what's the highlight that's what came to my head first all right that's all i'm telling you high school like i don't know all right besides that shit high school i'm trying to think yeah oh i'm mm, not that good Oh yeah, bro. I guess, bro. My graduation ceremony. I was like a. I was just a little shitter. In our fake graduation ceremony. I like thought I was hilarious. It was like third last third day of school, third last day, and I put a pencil in my pants, like a as like a penis, and I walked on, I walked on stage, and um, I fucking and like the teacher saw it, like a fake boner, and she thought I was like sexually harassing her, and uh. <laughs> Yes, so Seth, you there? I uh, hear you now. There yeah, no, we go. Uh, there he uh, is. <laughs> Back of the... Yeah, I was we're, talking about we're going how... way over two hours. This is a good one, guys. Let's keep, Wait. Let's, let's keep the podcast running. Uh, Seth, you yeah. remember? I, I don't know if you remember this, because I don't remember how... It wasn't even that... I just walked on stage, I remember, um, during the graduation ceremony. Like as, I was just like a little brat with like a pencil boner. And Miss uh, Schneider, remember her? <laughs> Miss Schneider? With the, like, sh right, so this this lady was, like, all right, no offense, nice lady, but she was, like, two-faced. Batman, like, half her face was melted because her kid, when it was born, had some problem, and they had to, like, literally, like, on the spot, like, basically deform her face to, like, save her child or something. Something like that. Or, like, what? Yeah, yeah, so half her face was, like, sagging and melted, like, looked melted. What? And so she thought I was like doing it to fuck with her, and uh, I already got a sexual harassment case on me that year because <laughs> because oh you already you had priors I had a priors yeah because <laughs> because because this girl left her fucking her fucking file open in Music Tech and I and it said do you want to save this file before like it closed out and I had to log out of her account. And I saved it as I like penis, and like uh, 
they, uh, they reported me, and I remember I got a huge lecture from, like, two different ladies about how, like, like harassment and, like, how disgusting it was for me to do that. And, like, I, I got a referral for that. Yeah, I think I got actually like, yeah. uh, back after school, like, detention for that, or, like, in-school suspension for that. Anyways, I already had a prior. So I remember having to talk to whoever the, f- who was it? I had to talk to the guy about sexual harassment um, and walking the stage. Because they were like, yeah, so, like, if I, like, convict you on this, that, like, you can't walk. And I'm just like, yeah. bro, like, I was not sexually harassing her. Like, literally being an idiot. And so I, I, uh, I, I got away. I was fine. They didn't, they didn't charge me that. And I, uh, on the stage, though, the real stage, I remember after you didn't get your diploma, they didn't hand it to you while you were on the stage. You had to go get it, like, after you got off the stage. And then, like, after the whole ceremony, you had to walk up to these booths and get it. And Miss Schneider would give it to me. And, uh, I, uh, <laughs> this is the, this is kind of mean. She, she, like, was just standing there, and I was looking at her, I was like, can I have my thing? And she, like, was giving it to other people, not looking at me, just giving it to other people. And I was like, can I have my thing? And then she yeah. just threw my thing at me, like a piece of paper at me, and it spun in a circle and fell behind her. And I just pointed and laughed at her. I was like, aha, you gotta go pick it up for me now. You gotta go, and, like, I was just, like, too sure. Because she, like, do it, she was not getting my diploma, and she, like, threw it at me. But that was the end, and I, that was just, like, a terrible time where she literally thought I, like... She was just spiteful. I was like, dude, I was like 18. I just walked on stage with a pencil boner in front of a bunch of people thinking it was funny. <clears throat> and it blew up. Can't do that shit. Dude, it's crazy the fucking power trips that those fucking like school people would have and like the ways that they would try to just like fuck with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was like the last thing I did with high school, bro. This lady giving me my diploma. She That's just, so <laughs> insane. She like ruined that moment for you. For yeah, your, like, and your... she tried to get me to like get in trouble for sexual harassment. I was like, bro, ch- chill. I mean, Ugh. Seth, you you were a good little boy. You never got in any trouble, right? Yeah, that was it. Was immature as hell. Like that was dumb. I don't even think it's funny. <laughs> it's kind of whack. But, like what it turned into is whack. Yeah. Keep going, Seth. No, I mean, well. I, oh, dude, I remember, oh, senior year, I remember, because I was getting drug tested by my folks all the time, I was smoking. Oh, yeah, your parents used to always. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were smoking K2, which is way, way more dangerous than weed. Yeah, uh, but it was legal. It was Smiley Dog. Oh, I remember I'd get it at some gas station on Route 1. It was Smiley Dog. It was like a little chihuahua. Like with like a field of flowers behind or some shit, little four like little four gram container, and oh yeah, that was as good as it ever felt on the verge of death, man. But then I remember I was smoking a bowl up behind Harris Teeter, right on the hill above our high school reservoir, and. Oh, some guy, like, popped out of one of those office buildings right there and snapped a couple pictures of me. No way. And no. I, ditched, I ditched all the stuff somehow in the perfect place, and I must have killed what was it left in the container. Because then I remember I had to go up there with, the like, the school cop went up there and tried to find my pipe and shit. And he found my empty smiley dog container, but he couldn't charge me with it for whatever reason. And he just called my parents to tell them that they found me smoking some, or they 
allegedly I was smoking something. So what what do you do then? What do you how do you counter that? Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I, I just know I didn't have a car for another month or two. After <laughs> so there was no My ass was on the bus. You were caught. You were done. You were grounded. I, I was grounded. Yeah, they had, they had a pretty quick trigger finger for that. Um, yeah, I wasn't, other than that, I wasn't really too bad about getting in trouble in school. I guess, well, I never even got in trouble for, Mostly mooning uh, our leadership class when I asked Nicole Sullivan to prom. That was pretty good. Uh, you were a little bit of a trickster, Seth. You did you did do you do some tricks back in the day, some some stunts, some public stunts. Back yeah, in that the- wasn't bad. You know, yeah, that was like a piece of construction paper taped to my like tramp stamp. And I think yeah, so the paper said prom on it. And I think I dro- I pretty much dropped my drawers. I mean. And what did uh, really? and what what happened right right at that? What, did they immediately just rush over and like make it a huge deal? <laughs> oh, everyone laughed. It was awesome. It was like perfect. Like, and then she said no. It was oh. like what the fuck? It was like yo, I just pulled the ultimate like in our atrium, you know, atrium where everyone hangs out in the morning. I freaking during our class there, you know, Mooner from stage and. Everyone was slapping me, high five, you're the man, and she straight up says no. Oh, no, that's terrible, man. It's fucking awful, dude. You know? Um, So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what, what were some other fun reservoirs? I mean, you guys used to get in trouble a lot, so just kind of take it away. Tell, tell me about, oh, Brady, what, remember that party you threw in your basement? <laughs> I threw, like, five. Tell us about some of them. I got, a, I got caught on three of them. Um, you are a pretty fa- good house for a party. My favorite one was when I, it was senior skip day. And, uh, I don't know, Seth, you might have went to that, I don't know. It was senior skip day, everybody came to my house, and my dad came home <laughs> just to be, like, nice and give me, because he let my brother stay home as well, and, uh, because I convinced him, I was like, yo, you gotta let us stand with senior, senior skip day. And, uh, <laughs> spontaneously, I didn't even plan on throwing a party, but then I remember just thinking, like, why not? And I, like, threw a party just immediately, like, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. My dad comes home at, like, tw- at, like noon. Kids are already just, <laughs> we already blew through all the alcohol. I remember, like, there's beer all over my house. At and noon. At, like, by noon. Literally by noon. Like, lunchtime. And he has Lido's Pizza. <laughs> ready to come in and i just i just remember this exact scene with him opening up the garage and just standing in front of it with the pizza on his hand and and a hoot and there's we're all smoking a hookah in my garage and like one of the first time i'm smoking hookah and like we're all just looking at him like deer in the headlights like he's literally just looking at us like oh my fucking god and Tyler Pontam books it like the cops are here and 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 runs into my christmas tree and literally knocks my Christmas tree over and shatters a shit ton of ornaments. And, like, that's when my dad... That's what my dad lost full about. How many ornaments we shattered. And, and like, he wasn't even, even mad about the party as much as he was about the fucking ornaments. The ornaments. And if he just didn't... It was the only guy to go out my back door, too. Like, everybody else ran in the basement, ran out my basement steps. Tyler Ponton ran into my, into my kitchen, into my sunroom, just to run into the tree, and then out the door. 
as if he literally had to run into the tree. It's like his body was like everything was perfect except he had a trajectory to sprint into it. Can you tell one more uh, Teller Fontan story? You know what story I want to hear. The the UMD. Oh the... my god. This guy, Tyler Ponton, was, like, one of my best customers on Ideal, and, like, not even out of weight, just the fact that he would just buy it, and then literally buy it again, and then buy, he would just continuously buy an eighth off me. Like, he didn't think, like, let me buy a bunch in bulk, so he, because his motto, I think, in his head was, like, as much as he buy, he'd just smoke it all at once. So, he literally one day came to my apartment and just bought a half off of me, and literally had, like, ten fucking backwoods ready, and just sat there took a Xanax, and smoked <laughs> an entire half to himself. And I mean, when I say to himself, like, he literally, he was just sitting in a, think of a guy just in a couch on Xanax. who's just, like, he's just chilling, right? He's so fucked up and just literally using slow motion, smoking 10 blunts in a row. And I asked him, I remember asking him, for like, yo, can I get a hit? And he just grunted at me. He just be like, uh, and just keep smoking his blunts. Like, he wasn't sharing them with anybody. <laughs> He was just sitting. He sat there, and then I remember, I I knew I figured out he smoked them all because he had to buy more weed off of me, like literally like a few hours later he had to buy more like an eighth off me after he yeah. already bought a half off of me and then, that and same then, night. Okay, and then and then uh, Wesley comes in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your, one of your other roommates comes in. I'm sitting there. Wesley comes in and he just looks at Tyler and Tyler's trying his fiftieth blunt. And he's like, "Yo, Tyler, like, <laughs> are you on Xanax?" And Tyler literally just looks at him and is literally like, "Yo, mind your fucking business." No, he said, "None of your fucking business." <laughs> yeah, he goes, "None of your fucking business." <laughs> It was fucking like it's just a casual funny. like yeah. question. Like, are you on Xanax? He's like, well, none of your fucking business. He gets so fucking mad. Like, only the kind of rage you can have from doing a lot of things. Like, he was. Yeah, that's why you didn't want to ask him for the weed hit because you just like he would just sit there and you like he did not look like he was ready to share that. <laughs> like, you just don't ask him because he is. Gone, like just just, gone. He's out of here. Literally, I just remember looking over me and grunting, like no, in a way, like he's just basically saying no. <laughs> it was oh. funny. Hey, he cleaned up, right? Nah, I mean Tyler Pond is a stand-up guy. I like him. He just be getting turned up. Yeah, no, he absolutely did clean up. He's doing. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I'm here. Adam. Adam's gone. Okay. He probably got <laughs> a phone. He probably got a phone call. Or. Hey guys. hey guys. I think I got. I think I got disconnected for a second. We're still. We're still. Uh, casting. Are you guys? Are you guys gonna keep going? I'm just talking. Yeah. yeah. I'm here hanging out. I mean. I'm laying in bed, all snuggled up. I got my LEDs turned on green. I'm surrounded by tons of electricity. And so Seth, let's screens. let's talk about let's talk about uh, music, <laughs> man. Because you're 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 always a music guy, and you actually just sent me a really good song today. What have you been into, man? What have you been into recently? I mean, I got my 
some reason, I've been listening to Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z <laughs> okay. on blast for fucking three weeks now. Okay. I'm loving some, I don't know, the production's so good. He talks shit about Will Smith. I'm like, it's not bad. I can dig that. Uh-huh. That's been on my mind. And then, yeah, I got my my hipster uh, Portland Jazz radio station. So I'm always listening to a old 89.1. And I got this I'm really in love with, Isabel. And, yeah, so she played that song yesterday. And she, like, sort of, like, you like, pretend, like, when it comes to six whoever's listening. It's, like, mm-hmm. pretty cute and quirky. And I think yeah. she sounds like she's in her, like, mid to late 30s. And probably has some tattoos, and <laughs> okay. probably wears some thick, some thick uh, square rimmed glasses. Nice. And so, you know, so okay. I, just, you know, I'm submissive, man. I'll just do what she says, you know. I hear Isabel that. Bill knows that's right. So she's been playing. She's been playing some music for you, I guess. She's gonna be, be giving the tunes. So, but. Yeah, I mean, I really haven't been exploring anything too new these days. Just something will tickle my fancy. I live with a bunch of freaking rednecks, so I'm always listening to classic rock. And You've been listening yeah. to Kenny Chesney? Any uh, Jason Aldean? Uh, no, fortunately. I mean, I, I'm okay with most country at this point, even that kind of shit. I could... If I had, like, a Coors Light or a Bud Light, and I was sitting <laughs> on a beach or, like, mm-hmm. by a river, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got you. Like, I'm in. Okay. And, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, bro, Luke Combs, Luke Combs, like, he's a, he's been pretty big up, kind of country star. I went to college with that guy. You know. Nice. Pretty casual. Okay. okay. I know some country stars, you know, whatever. Okay. I I once owned a pair of cowboy boots. Kissed a horse on the lips. I mean, whatever. I see you, sir. I see you, sir. So, um... Yeah. So tell me more about this Isabel girl, man. What's been going on with her? You know, man, <laughs> three to five every day during Monday through Friday, you know where my ass is at. Where where, where you at? Oh, I put my, like, perineum right on the grill of the speaker. And then anytime she talks, it just totally vibrates through my center chakra. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I got. I got that one. <laughs> I, I I downloaded that. I Is Howard Stern still even on the air? Is he ever? Um, he like XM or I, I don't. I don't. I think they. I'm sure they have reruns of uh, Howard Stern. I'm sure there's no way he's not on the air somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> But, uh, but Brady. Yeah. Um, tell us about heartbreak. Tell us about love and loss. Oh, yo, Seth, I had a girlfriend. Actually, you might know her. You know, Sarah, did you know Sarah Ring? No, see, I remember 
remember. Uh, uh, I I have no recollection of her physically in person. I just feel like. Do you know of her? Last time I saw you in Bethesda, maybe you had been talking about her. Nah, not, or... not, not, not yet, not yet. Yeah, not this yet. was probably before then, even. Yeah, yeah I yeah, really. Yeah, Bethesda's on the cusp for a bit, though. It's on the cusp, I mean, but it wasn't. Uh, I had to go to Gainers first and then live at Gainers for a little bit, for a few months. Because that was probably. I saw you winter break and then I didn't start dating her until June that year. Okay, yeah. Like yeah, maybe but she ended up fucking. Alex about... Yeah. Oh, she has oh, she... She's got a girlfriend. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> funny. He still has my guitar, but he's his now. Just tell Alex Ruth to keep my guitar safe, <laughs> all right? Because he still has it. From I gave him, I gave him a gram of weed to fix a string on my guitar, on a couple hundred dollar guitar. I was originally, I was supposedly $900, and uh, for just to fix his string, I gave him a G, and he never gave it back. And I remember I like tried to get it back from him for years, and he just made it difficult every single time. And now it's been so many years that it's technically probably just his. Like he never just made it accessible. There's always an excuse or a reason why I could not get my guitar back, and I never like I didn't think anything of it until at this point. It's literally been a decade, so that's his. That's his nine hundred dollar guitar. It was my no, uncle's. It was my uncle's yeah. thing. I remember I got it from him, and then I don't even forget that. But anyways, yeah, no, she's a fuck. We'll get it. She fucking uh, she was a cheating ass bitch. She cheated on me for a fucking year. Hey, wait, hey, hey. Yeah, hey. we're not gonna get that. Sorry, we're not gonna let's get too be, deep. In let's that. be more respectful towards women. All right. no, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, no, no, no. I'm all about women, but no, I'm I'm not about ignorant, disrespectful motherfuckers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's so no tell us the no, story. Man. Tell tell us the story, Brady. Tell us what she did. Tell us what she did to you, Brady. Tell us what she did. To I mean, she. I mean, she she. Uh, Oh no, she just sucks. Like she, I'm happy I got out of that. To be honest, like she sucks. Looking back on it, man. So like, I mean, like yeah, I was heartbroken and stuff, but like, you get over it. I think that's just like natural, and then you realize that like, uh, like I don't know. Most relationships are kind of like probably gonna fail and shit. I just, I don't know, bro. I don't know where I'm going with this. Shit sucked, Ooh, yeah, for no. sure. Also, yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely don't hang on to it anymore. That should happen in April. Like, right when Corona... Sorry, March. Right when Corona started. That's when it hit the fan for the last well, time. She, well, we broke up February 20th. Oh. And then we were, like, we were like long-term date. Like, we tried for two weeks. She just, like, moved to Tennessee. And I broke up with her already. And then two or three weeks into Tennessee, I was like, yo, like, alright, fine. I'll try this long-distance thing. She was still trying to play the two-person-at-once game. I don't know why. She's so weird for that. And then, and then, um, I eventually, like, talked to her. Hmm? Dude, it's just the poly life. Yeah, the poly life. It was weird. It was just, like, weird. Like, I obviously, I just couldn't, I didn't know she was cheating on me yet. And then, like, I break up with her again long distance. I'm like, yeah, this is just weird. Like, why the fuck are you out there? I'm like, you're literally cheating. Like, I know, I was like, I know you're this and that. And then, um. She, I eventually contact her friend, and I'm like, why did my whole relationship just implode? And then she, like, just said some things, I was like, yeah, Sarah did not tell me that. And then she's like, oh, shit, she didn't? She told us that she did. 
And then supposedly she told all her friends that she told me everything and cried about it and stuff because um, I basically confessed my love to her friends and her friends like pressured her into telling me and she just didn't. And then uh, all her friends like hate her now for that. Not hate her, but she lost some friends for that. I know at least one. Yeah. And uh, why aren't you piping like, that she, one friend? Why aren't nah, she? she moved. She ended up moving anyways. But she's a lesbian. Why, why she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. No, she <laughs> is. She dates dates other girls. Literally, My ex-girlfriend was a lesbian. Okay, but dude, she was dating. She's dating another girl. I'm not gonna impose on that. But anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. They all told. They all spilled the beans and stuff. And then like, yeah, I guess that was that was that. I talked to her like. Damn. Yeah, it was with this dude the whole time. I suspected all of our arguments, all of our everything, like all the bad times of our relationship, were stemmed from me. And that guy, like me, I don't know, her being sketchier, me suspecting some shit. And I knew it was always this dude, but I, I always assumed that at a certain point he had to be in the friend zone because I didn't think she could keep up this lie this long. I was like, all right, like maybe she is telling the truth. Maybe she's literally friend zone this guy to death. And like, I had to believe that. That's what she told me. I mean, at, at a certain point when you're in a relationship, when they gaslight you, you, ha- mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you could literally pin the tail on the donkey, and. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna deny it to the grave, and you have to believe them, or else the relationship's over. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So moving forward, like, what do you want in a woman, Brady? Definitely not a dependent at like codependent, like girl who just literally need. Like I'm all about for sure. I originally thought I wanted more dependent, less independent. Now I'm more like in the middle ground. Pro- I probably I don't want a fully independent girl because I don't know why. I just don't like. I feel like it's kind of want some traditional value, like traditionalness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To an extent, yeah, like, co- like, 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 take care of the child and like cook and clean type stuff. Not saying they do all that. But you know what I'm saying? Traditional roles mm-hmm. in a sense. So I'm about the independence, but also like, kind of don't go too, not too, too out there. If you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So right. yeah, yeah, but definitely not, not like a. The dependent. There's like two scales. I feel like it's like super dependent or super independent. I'm just like I need that middle. Oh, dude, I dream about being a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> give, me, give me that fucking power wife, dude. I will uh, fucking take care of the kids and you're fucking maybe I'll hilarious. like I'll, no. I'll wear my little no. maid outfit and fucking vacuum and you're fucking new shelves in the garage. Such a cuck. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Seth. No, Dude, me and my, I, we can go kayaking on the weekends. Like, whatever, oh. man. What the fuck? You'll probably, that'll <laughs> probably happen, too, knowing your luck. You'll probably get that exact life. But, um, no, uh, I mean, dude, I really want to check out the Pacific Northwest, man. We should go. I should stop in Salem. Do you ha- do you have like a? We should rent like a, like a Jeep Wrangler or something. And we should just drive down down to Seattle, dude. Yeah, we can go to Seattle. I got you. Just yeah. keep driving, you know. Just keep fucking going all the way till we hit the border. <laughs> you ready to go up north? Hell yeah, I want to see that, man. That's like the one part of the country I never thought I'd ever see is the Pacific Northwest, so we got to check it out, man. Dude, well, you already missed your window for good weather in Seattle. They get like two months a year. Yeah, I got a perfect chick for you, though. Oh, yeah? 
She works for Amazon, and actually, she works for Twitch at this point. That's she's like sick. A ga- she's like a game fucking sampler. That sounds know. like a Brady girl. That doesn't sound like a girl for me. Sounds like a girl got, for me. She's got a good rack and is a fun, spunky, artsy photography girl. And how do you know her? Video games. Uh, college. Oh, okay, okay. And she's in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, we should drive down there. I'm in, dude. Let's do it. Brutals, when are you coming out here, dude? It's like it happened, dude. Um, Brady, we're all on the West Coast, dude. Yeah, West Coast. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck no. Fuck the West Coast. I'm not going out there. Oh, my God. It's all about that West Coast. I'm not living out there. I'll go out there to visit. It's all about that West Coast living, dude. Once Once you start living on the West Coast, and you get used to the lifestyle, you can't go back. It's West Coast He's living, good. dude. Mm. West Coast just, lifestyles. Vibes. Just white suit parties. Tankinis. <laughs> just parasailing. Just fucking laughing. And, and, uh, <laughs> and eating calamari. Yeah. Everyone loves paddleboarding out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you went paddleboarding. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't, you don't really understand a West Coast lifestyle until you just have so much sand in your car. You'll just never get it out, you know? This is the West Coast vibes, you know? Nope. You just always have trunks. You always have a couple of different beefs trunks, like one in your car, one in your house, like, one of your friends' house, like you're just kind of you're just rotating through different beach shorts, you know. <laughs> That's West Coast life. Um, but yeah, yeah dudes, yeah, guys. Um, I think we I think we did a great one here. Um, I'm gonna stop recording. We can keep talking, but I I should wrap this this up so that it doesn't it doesn't become such a huge file. I can't export it. <sighs> But uh, yeah, that was that was another that was another episode with the end with Adam, guys. Um, I hope you guys stayed. If you made it this far, you're uh, you're soldiers. Um, if you made it this far, put in the comments that you made it this far, and um, I'll Venmo you a dollar. All right. <laughs> That's how you get them. Yeah. Well, we.